Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. Hello, everybody. Johnny here. I know it's been a little while, but I am back with the first of many new episodes. I will also be distributing my new podcast, Narrative Perspective, here in the next week or two. I've been on vacation. I've been to a few concerts. So that is one of the reasons why I've had this tremendous gap with the last episode. But uh, from here on out, you should be hearing some more content here in the next week or two. This was recorded back in October of 2021. So there will be a lot of references on here of me talking about being out here. Because back in October, I was living in the Quad City area. So you'll hear me at the end of this episode talking about being out here. Just so you know, and there will be some other things in here that, with the time difference, has changed since then. So just be aware, this was recorded back in October of 2021. This is a friend of mine that I've uh, talked to off and on in the last few years. We went to high school together. His name is Jeffrey Wilson. He's done a lot out there. You're going to hear him talk about his podcast. You're going to talk about some of the content he does that he creates. I will have the tags for his things that he does in this podcast, just so you know. But he is all over the place as far as doing voiceover work, did some acting, has created quite a little dynasty of his own right now. It was really great catching up with him, learning how he's been doing, also learning about what he's been doing. And also, we went down the memory lane with some of our conversation, but we also talk about being out in the wilderness, um, how it's important to be able to voice your opinion on things, and how that reflects upon who we are as individuals, which is a big part of what my next podcast is going to be about. So I love this conversation. I love this rabbit hole. There's a lot to go over, so there's a couple hours here. Just be aware this is going to be the format for this podcast. It'll be long-form conversation. I know you'll enjoy it. There's a lot to go over. So without any further ado, here's Mr. Jeffrey Wilson with Scott Dye. Scotty Dye was actually the one who recorded this on his equipment and uh, transferred the auto to me. So thank you, Mr. Scotty D. And uh, you've heard him in a previous podcast, and you'll actually hear him coming in a future podcast with me and my cousin Sam from the Funny Farm. So, anyway, without any further ado, here we go, and enjoy. Actually, you know, dive into it and fucking find your your thing. Yes, yes, and that's I think that's an important thing that you're doing because... I mean, it separates the wheat from the chaff of who likes fucking music because it's like, yeah. I'm sorry, this isn't Thank some fucking pre-packaged, uberly marketed yes. bullshit. Even if they, they might have talent, like I love fucking Billie Eilish's voice, dude. Holy uh -huh. shit! Yeah, but I mean, she's—I mean, she's just gonna be what she is—a product of, and, it's, and you, you can still enjoy her music. But the organic nature of like what you're talking mm -hmm. about, you know, like a fucking like Scott, like he knew like uh, what was it, Ozo Miley and like Jurassic before they were fucking huge. Exactly. And then they wound up blowing up to be you know as huge as they were and are, but still, they both have good followings. I mean, yeah, obviously J Five ain't together, but they're all you know, 
Well, and, the, and again, this has been happening for fucking ever. The music industry's changed so much. So fucking Where much. it's like, people don't need labels anymore. Mm-hmm. Everyone has Pro Tools. As long as you have fucking talent, Pro Tools, and a decent way to get the word out there, mm-hmm. like touring, like word of mouth type shit. Yeah. I mean, it takes time, but I mean, the juice is worth the squeeze, ultimately, because you control your shit. You don't have to worry about fucking some Clive Davis or somebody coming, yeah. swooping up your masters and taking ownership of like those 360 deals and all that other shit. Yeah. Masters of your own destiny. Same with podcasting. Same with, you know... Why would I? Why would I want to go to work for iHeartRadio? Yes, and have you know have them tell me what I can fucking say when you know podcasting is the new shit. Exactly, you know, it's, it's the best forum right now. Am I? Yeah, you yeah. say whatever the fuck you want because either you listen or you don't fucking listen. I mean, absolutely, that's and that's the other thing. Like, who's gonna tell me I'm fucking canceled? I mean, I, some of my platforms, but I could easily put my shit on our website. Yeah, but it's like. Like YouTube, I guess can tell you you're canceled. They do all the time, but it's yeah. like as long as you have some redundancy, like hey, we're over here, we're over here. Is that why you moved to a different place? That's not why you did or did. I just, I mean, some people for whatever reason, some people are like I, I just watch, I just listen to my shit on uh, SoundCloud, dude. Yeah. I don't listen to iTunes. I only listen to my shit on iTunes, dude. I don't do SoundCloud or yeah, Stitcher yeah. or Odyssey or Rockfin. Everyone has their preference. Just, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of kind of like like a kind of redundancy. Just make sure you cover as many bases as possible because. Yeah. People's tastes are weird as far as how they get their content. Yeah. But it is still online. It's somewhere. You just got to go where they are for the most part. Yeah. I think some sometimes people, like me, for me, it's just was like I picked an app and put it on my phone and then I just started using it, you know? But yeah. Who yeah. knows why people pick what they pick? But. Well, and there's like fucking... I, what the... Do you want... Ga- Gab or something? I mean, there's so many. Wow. I just like, yeah. yeah, I don't I, know about that. So I got questions, Mr. Wilson. Like, when did you start out when did you uh, start up the podcast? Which one? The first one. Oh, fuck. I don't even remember. Uh, what year is it? Probably seven years ago. Yeah. It's me speaking to you. My the, my one that I started yeah. with? Yeah. Oh, do I love that. You got the mushrooms on there. It's sweet. Um, uh, yeah, like eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, maybe. Yeah? yeah. That was your first like time doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, me and my boy, me and my homeboy Hoop, dude, we did a, we had an internet radio show called, uh, what the fuck was it, uh, Outside the Box, where mm-hmm. we like went to this fucking studio and paid, it, it was so stupid, because I had all the equipment to record at my house, it just, mm-hmm. I don't know why, just, whatever. Podcasting hadn't, but it was, it was there, but it hadn't blown up the way it is now, right. but then like, one day I'm just like, what the fuck, you moron? <laughs> <laughs> You're paying to do what you can literally do right here in your own fucking crib. Yeah. But it took a while to make that like mental change from where we'd been for so long. No, you know? it, and that was it. I mean, I was like, and the technology, I just didn't realize. Well, we're, we're raised that way to think that we have to have somebody to be somebody, you know. I well, mean, or you just do it in a big studio. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 no, exactly. Yeah. And that's why it's like fucking what I do now. It's like so scaled down. It's literally that thing, and fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and that's that's the cool thing about podcasting: the ubiquitous nature of the technology, almost like like music recording, Pro Tools. Like anybody can do it, which. You know, whatever. I mean, it, it saturates the market to some degree, but like any fucking thing else, the cream's going to rise to the top. You know yes. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's... Um, yeah, so I started that years ago, dude. And then um, I modeled it after Joe Rogan. I knew I wasn't going to get the same numbers, but I loved mm-hmm. his show. I loved him. But the, the tagline of my show is a variety of guests discussing a variety of issues, and that's what it is. And exactly. So and it's never. I never wanted to be pigeon-held, and then once I had Pat on a few times, he asked me if I wanted to do the conspiracy farm with him and I'm like uh fuck yeah but you're still doing the other shit which is your own thing and yeah yeah getting absolutely. those juices out there yeah man. for sure and then just kind of expanded from there which is yeah I mean it's kind of a long story but it was weird because I wasn't I had produced a couple TV shows talk shows down in St. Louis that I could have hosted myself but it was kind of it was a weird even all the acting and voiceover shit I'd done it was just it was there was a weird fear element dude I was mm-hmm. like 
I, I kind of, I didn't convince myself, but I kind of convinced myself. I'm like, man, you can't do that. Or Did you feel like you're putting yourself in a place that you weren't going to be comfortable with? Or No, because I'm very comfortable on the microphone. It was just, it's just that fucking voice, dude. Sometimes that self-doubt is what it is. But yeah, it's that yeah. voice, man, you can't do that shit. Like, yeah, you're probably right. As opposed to like, go fuck yourself, which is where I'm at now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it took a second to like get to that point. But once I did, it was just like, it was weird. Because I, I totally remember the day I woke up. I, we had just did this show called The Hot Seat. I produced this, had this really cool guy host it. But after a while, I'm like, I can't sell this guy. He's too obnoxious. And <laughs> I was thinking, well, fucking you could do it. And I kind of stewed on it. But I like woke up one day because I was thinking about a podcast too. And I'm like, it was literally, I was like, I literally like sat up like looking at the wall. I'm like, you fucking idiot. You can do it. You know what I mean? That's all it was. It was weird. I just woke up I'm like, yes, what the yes. fuck? And, it, it's, and it's so abroad. I can't ever underestimate that. And I've told this story a few times, but. It's so powerful when you begin to believe, almost like fucking like Neo shit, like he's beginning to believe, not equating myself to Neo, but when you start to believe, when you plant that seed and like click, when you flip that fucking switch, dude, when I, I'm sorry, when I flip that switch. It's like this power, man. It was insane, bro. I call it the energy. I feel this energy now that I've never felt. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird because it's not like a. People like um, even like now like where are you guys at like we haven't done shows in months so it's not like the lights and the like accolades or whatever the mm-hmm. because it, it it wasn't my acting stuff was the ego trip shit that was me trying yeah, to like yeah. you know whatever that was more of an ego trip than anything else but the podcast it, it's something I just like this I would sit and talk to people and then I would watch Joe Rogan and I'd be like dude I, basically I wanted to do that yes so I started doing again once I believed I could do it. Everything I knew was gonna happen happened like in that first few bits. It was like I told friends, "Hey, I'm gonna fucking start a podcast." What do you think you fucking Joe Rogan? <laughs> no, I just want to start a fucking podcast. Like the, yeah, the normal, yeah, yeah. like Pat when he said he wanted to be a fighter, everybody laughed and shat on him and shit. And then when he fucking knocked that belt, it was like, "What the fuck? Eat a dick." But it was a, you. You have those certain people like, "Yeah, go for it, dude. You'd be good at it." And then you just have those other people who project their own fucking fear. That oh, and I had that. Pieces on you. Yes, yes. And so, and most people believe it because they start. It, it coincides with they've already kind of been telling themselves. Yeah. I probably can't do this. Oh, fuck. But it. you that, get beyond it, and it's yeah. a great fucking yeah. feeling. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once like, I started like booking guests and like fucking having, yeah. it was it was it was pretty dope. And it was going back and listening to him. You could just tell it was a work in progress, and not that you know, I'm always still learning, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was cool, dude, because it, it opened up, literally, that switch being flipped opened up me being a fucking co-owner of this pay-per-view company with Pat Militich and calling fights and Fuck like all man. this other shit fell into place because of that. And you are becoming fucking Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Give me that fucking $100 million Spotify contract. Like, oh, He's playing Madison Square Garden tonight. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't. Maybe I'm just comparing him to too many greats. I think Joe Rogan's funny, but I mean, he doesn't like... Yeah. I don't, like, almost fucking piss myself when I look. I mean, whatever. Yeah. God love Joe Rogan, but I just don't think he's that funny. No. And then that's the thing, too. Is like, who's the guy that Segura, his shit's fucking crazy. Oh, dude, I just listened to him again last night, him and Bill Burr, as I was going to sleep. Fucking Segura's a genius. Yes, man. He is. He's he's actually creating his own fucking niche now with his oh, whole Oh, yeah. Like, so uh, my boy Sam Tripoli knows yeah. him. They're good friends, and he's he's... He fucking cleaned up during COVID, dude. He was doing, like, pay-per-view stand-up, and, uh-huh. yeah, he's... Him and his wife, Christina Pazinski. Mm-hmm. I love it because it's like, it's keeping with the cutting edge, which I'm all about when it comes to comedy. Like, don't be afraid to fucking, to watch what you say. Like, they just say what No, the dude, that was, that was Segura in that last one, dude. Yeah. That was just like, and I, I love that too, because it's like, I would rather ask for fucking, for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. yeah. So, when, so when I did my stand-up with Sam, I would just like, 
do not, as I'm writing shit, I'm like, uh, and then I was like, fucking damn near <laughs> smack myself. I'm like, do not fucking self-censor. Say what the fuck Jeff Wilson's going to fucking write on this paper. You're going to say that. Yeah. And so it was just like, ah, fuck, I'm sitting here talking about fucking, you know, putting peanut butter on my bitch's pussy and eating her out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And her dog gets jealous because he used to do it. <laughs> or, yeah, I would just, it, whatever. It was just. Oh, that was with, uh, with Sam. Yeah. You got to go for it then. I can't, uh, well, I, he's got to have a certain crowd, kind of. No, he did. Oh, dude, fucking the first time I did it, it was him and Eddie Bravo. Oh. <laughs> and at the Helium Comedy Club, and I opened, you know, intro, or introed and opened for them and shit. I mean, it was crazy, dude. It's, it, again, it's one of those surreal things that I kind of had to just, like, whatever, go over here and then just, like, go do go through the motions. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, literally, it was, a, it was a thing I had to do, dude. So, fucking 92 or 3, maybe, there was a fucking... Um, whatever, comic thing to be on Jay Leno at Circa 21. And I went and auditioned wow. and failed miserably. Miserably, dude. I mean, it was just like, whatever, failed. Mm-hmm. And if, ultimately, like, I got to get that back, dude. Just, I mean, bucket list shit, got to get that back at some point. I don't know when the fuck it's going to happen. And so when Sam hit me up, he was like, dude, you want to open for me in St. Louis? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now, dude? <laughs> And it wasn't, it was never like a, it was, maybe, it's so, again, everything has just happened how it's supposed to happen. I really wasn't nervous, dude. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I've been on the mic, I've talked to fucking, you know what I mean? It's like, I just, whatever. How did it go? It went, oh, it was great. It was, awesome. yeah, I mean, because I just, I. Was it a rush? I think you told me that, but. Yeah, it was fucking, I see how those fuckers get hooked on it, dude. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Yeah, you all, yeah. You literally, like, I was thinking about this last night, like, Segura was in a fucking huge, I mean, you, you, as one person with a microphone, like, own the building, own mm-hmm. the people. Jim Morrison talked about that, and no one here gets out alive. How he just fucking just knew the power he could have to yes. just run people and shit. But, I just watched that again recently, too, by the way. Just yeah? Just side note. The, the movie The Doors, and then started reading uh, No One Gets Out Here Alive Again. It too. really was interesting how, like, Ray Manzarek and D- Densmore, they hated that movie. Like, none of them liked it. Yeah. And they were both. And in that it. Patricia Keneally and shit. <laughs> Remember the the witch witch gal? Yeah. Like she was real pissed about it, dude. Mm. Like the real Patricia Keneally. Uh, I did not know that shit. I really. Oh didn't yeah, know. there's some fucking yeah, behind wow. the scenes about that shit online or mm. on uh, YouTube. Nice to know. She cursed Patricia Keneally, like cursed Oliver Stone in the movie and the success <laughs> of the movie after she saw like how you know how they paid played her. You know they kind of clown her kind of witchery or whatever. And, yeah. Did you guys see Segura, Segura fuck himself up doing pen Yeah, dude. Yes. That was brutal. That Ouch. was brutul. Like, what the fuck Ouch. are you doing, trying to? And then he gets he he got COVID at the hospital. Then right after that, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I heard he did get it though. And I think that that's what he said in his his show that I listened to. It was that was way way back. That's right. But I yeah. Because sure. he said he was fine, and then he went home to like after he was out in the hospital to get rest up and. He got it, and he had to seclude himself from his family. Mm-hmm. But no, it's cool to see these comedians pushing the envelope because that, that was, I had a conversation with you about that one night. I think about this like comedy is like the last fucking like yeah like if they fucking try to do something with comedy, I'm fucking front line. Well, that they shit, kind man. of Absolutely. already are. So well, some of these guys yeah. have to remain vigilant at the fucking front lines. Yes, because yeah. it's like you know like you know like think of like a Lenny Bruce. They kind of did the same thing to him. Just like oh, you can't fucking. But it's like, yeah, no, I, I feel the exact same way, dude. I if mean, we can't make fun of ourselves, then that's the last fucking straw, man. Not even just make fun of ourselves. If we, I mean, if we can't, like, say words to try to make people laugh without fucking, 
getting me hostile. losing my career for it. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, that's 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 literally part of uh, the ideological subversion Yuri Vesmanov talks about. Mm-hmm. I forget which stage it is, but it's like it's yeah, where you like basically. There's a lot of people being safe in comedy, being careful, and it's horrible. and it's lame. Yeah. And it's lame as fuck. Terrible. That's why I thought that Tom Segura and that Balls Deep was fucking just hardcore, dude. We need that shit. But some people are surviving and getting bad out of it. And I I brought this up to my cousin a couple of days ago. Is that Louis C.K. has been like selling out places and shit so yeah. he's built like he, when he first came out he was getting some heat but now he's building it back up again slowly but sure I mean like mm-hmm. his, uh, Chris D'Elia same thing yeah right. so I mean they're, I'm like that that, but those that guys, diligence you know well like, yeah but I mean those guys did legitimately fuck up in my opinion but I mean people someone like a like, like a Kevin Hart like, hey you want to host the Oscars yeah man I want to host the Oscars we'll get back with you well, fucking social networking social networking Twitter five years earlier he said whatever the fuck he said something yeah. Sorry, bro, you can't host the Oscars because fucking half a decade ago you said some shit. Yeah. It's like, I know, I go, and and that's another thing I wanted to bring up, too, is, like, at what point do we start canceling out, like, fucking everything from the fucking past, you know? I mean, like, like at what level is it going to stop because they're going to keep on pushing further and further with it, you know? Well, yeah, the fucking, the thought police. Or not even just the thought police, it's like, the you know, the, the violation of community standards. Who sets these fucking standards? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's... The offense archaeologists, <laughs> right, right, going back trying to dig up anything they can on people. Yeah, is yeah. that what you were talking about? Yeah, Pretty I much. love that. Who'd you get that one from? Uh, I, I heard something. <laughs> right. That's that's a Fortune or something like that, probably. That's like when I signed with my agent in Chicago. I was just like, look, um, you know, you've seen my commercial work and shit, but I also do some shit. Cause she sent me a Disney audition, and I was just like. <laughs> Look, let's wow. just be real. I'm. I, I will. I would do. I'll do this. But I'm just telling you, if I sign, if I got to the, for this lead part in this Disney show or whatever the fuck it was, they're gonna look at my shit. I mean, just because of what's going on. I'm like, it's not. You know, give me some voiceover work. Give me some fucking like low level commercial shit. I'm mean, like, I'm, don't give me no like role in a show or a star, but whatever. Not that I would mm-hmm. get that anyway. But I'm just like, I'm telling you, dude, it's to save you from the fucking headache. <laughs> like I do a show called The Conspiracy Farm, and you know. it's... So I'm like, let's just do your own. Mm-hmm. Save you a headache. That's uh, good that you want to do that, though, man. Like, to even let them know that shit. Like, you even want the fucking headache, you know? Well, again, I, 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 acting's fun. I mean, it's it's yeah. fun, but it's not it's not the passion it was however many years ago. No. I mean, because I it's had different intentions as to why I was doing it, and why? now those aren't the same intent. It was it was more. I mean. Again, it's fun, but it was more like, hey, look, I did that. Like, fucking some kind of, like, validation. Like, I was on burn notice. I mean, I was, but it was just like... It's because creating your own content is more fulfilling without than a doubt. any of that without fucking shit. Without a doubt. Yes. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. wait, I mean, it's just fucking night and day. Yep. But, I mean, it's... You it, control you. It, it's, like I said, it all kind of happens for a reason in this weird kind of sequence. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, it was... Um, do you like that? You when, when did you start feeling that bug? Then that's going back again to like what you were talking about when you realized I could just fucking do this. What's like, that? What were the next few steps? Like years ago when you said I can fucking do this, and you made that shit. Oh yeah, I mean that? shit, it was on and popping after that, dude. I yeah. mean, I started doing it's me speaking to you, and I was fucking. I mean, I like I said, I the JFK bug hit me when I was like fifteen or sixteen, and like mm-hmm. I remember the documentary it was on A and E. I think I'd probably no no yeah A and E. Reasonable Doubt was the name of it. And mm-hmm. they featured this forensic pathologist by the name of Dr. Sarah Wecht. 
and he's been in like every fucking JFK documentary. He's still doing autopsy today, and the guy's like fucking you know eighty something. Mm-hmm. So another lesson I learned: people are way more accessible than you think. So I got him on my fucking show, wow. and I'm like, I was, I mean, it was, it was, one, it was this, like the second time that I could barely even do it because I was just like, it's so in my fucking head about it. Even just talk, when I listen to it back, I'm just like, my God, bro, I'm like, there's so, I want fucking, he's like, you got 30 minutes. At first, he's like, you got about 30 minutes. I'm like, fuck, dude, are you kidding me? You want me to capture like 35 <laughs> years of research in 30 minutes? So I'm like, we'll just stick with the single bullet theory. Because he was on the House Select Committee of Assassinations, and he was the one who pretty much debunked this, the single bullet theory, like the bullet that supposedly hit Kennedy and Connolly, like four or five, not Kennedy and Connolly, Kennedy and, Kennedy and Connolly, yeah, all these times came out just pristine. And it's just like forensically impossible or ballistically impossible. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I got him on and just was like, fuck, dude. Just high-fived myself. And it just became, like I said, just a series of successes. And I didn't want to star-fuck the whole time. I would literally just, if I saw an article, well, let me fucking talk to that doctor that was in that article. They're way more accessible than you think. But I also wanted to like talk to my boy. He's in a band. Talk to my boy. He's starting his podcast. You know, mm-hmm. just, I wanted to go high and I wanted to go low. It wasn't, it was, again, it was just having conversations it wasn't so much about like you're the star of this show <laughs> it usually is like hey you you meant something like professional wrestlers i interviewed kamala hacksaw jim duggan the fucking hoe yeah i mean it was yeah, just i know the, who you're talking about yeah so it was just like and having like real conversations dude it was dope because it was like i didn't want to be like and my next question kamala <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> I wanted to have a conversation yes, and yes, shit. Yes, 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 And it was cool because it, it brought out some like really awesome fucking, you know, just nuggets of just... And, and that's the other thing. I got wound up getting to know famous people. And the whole, it, again, the, we were talking earlier, the fame, all of that's just so illusory. They're just fucking people. people. They're just yeah. fucking people. My man Jason London and shit. He, he just got... He was on TMZ the other day, like on the side, some side road in Mississippi, his fucking front end's on fire. He's in the car fucking just like... <laughs> Wow. He's just a dude. Have you talked I mean, to him lately? He, uh, not too long ago. We had a conversation because he's, whatever, he'd heard of the show and was like, what the fuck, you love Trump? I'm like, no. Oh, shit. Because I talk shit about Hillary, don't man, I fucking, again. Yes, everybody's yeah, right. that mentality. Yeah. Everybody's so binary. Yeah, you can't, binary. If, you know. But yeah, it was off to the races, bro. And um, What was the step that you knew that this might be like it? Like, did, like where you could wean yourself off of, like, this is going to be a full-time gig, I guess. Well, it's still not a full-time gig. I mean, dude, when when COVID hit, we literally were fucking smashing. I know. We were literally in the top 20, top 50 in iTunes in news and politics. We were over like CNN, Don Lemon, fucking Laura Ingram on Fox, uh, Mark Levin. I mean, we were fucking murdering it, dude. What, what happened? Fuck? What do you mean? Like, why why, why, do you, why do you say you're there now and you're not there now? I, I mean, it, was, it's, it's, it takes a lot, man. And I don't fuck around, dude. I go deep. If I have a guest on, I'm fucking spending hours. Yes. So yes. We, have, we were having yeah. like three or four guests on a week. So it, it takes a lot of time. Not necessarily bitch about that. But again, it becomes, as this whole thing started developing and it was going to the place I really didn't want it to go and having these certain guests on to confirm it. It was just like, just pull back for a second. Just pull back. It, partially because of, I, we just needed to pull back for a minute and take a break. I got gotcha. I mean, we could, we could easily jump back into that spot. And, and again, it's not even about the spot. People are fucking thirsty for, you know. Information. Information, yeah. whether it's, you know. And again, we don't always agree on everything, but people are, are, are interested in very well-presented, well-thought-out, alternative views on. That's the way it should fucking be. Well, right. And it is. I mean, there's, again, there's. Well, that's what you have as far as your corner. But the so world many... out there, it's like, fucking, you want to side up. And it's like, oh, you can't have a difference of opinions? Well, and again, man, are the people who run things, man, social engineers, behavioral scientists, they yeah. know who we are as human beings. We're intrinsically tribal. 
So it's like even fucking some caveman, you know, cave A, cave B, or whatever the fuck they call yeah. themselves, they would fucking war with each other. But now it's just way more sophisticated how they can tap into that. Whereas people still like, dude, it's bullshit. Some people, it's just so. That's why it's. That's why it's again the behavioral. It's psychological. It's conditioning. It's Pavlovian. They they mm-hmm. they do a certain. They ring a bell and then they know you react a certain way. Yeah. I mean, and they've got it. Do- Have you seen that social dilemma documentary? Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh, dude. I watched like the first few minutes. I, I didn't. Of it. There's to, like the, the first twenty movie. minutes. Oh, dude, you got to peep it. You got to peep it. Yeah. There are certain parts of it I disagree with because they just like whatever. Right. But again, not only do the behavioral scientists know who you are from a physiological, biological, psychological standpoint, they know how to you know elicit certain reaction, whatever it is. These guys now, with our digital footprint, now know who we are from like a digital standpoint, from algorithms. They. Mm-hmm. You, that's why you pick up your phone and like, oh my god, me and Wilson were talking about going to the Waffle House. How the fuck did this pop up? Or it's like. It'll just be, they'll know you better than you know your fucking self because your patterns will develop and they'll be like, all right, John, time to go get your Starbucks at 9 a.m. You know what I mean? It's like they track us through purchases, through our digital footprint. So they, that's why it's so crazy. Like um, those political people now, when they go to, before it was just like, hey, let's run this ad in Iowa and see what happens. Now through metrics, as they call them, fucking, hey, go to Pottawatomie, Iowa and see I mean, it's broken down from, like, the smallest wow. county to the biggest city to the state. So they know exactly how to switch up their language going from fucking, not just state to state, but county to county. Mm-hmm. And those, those fuckers, like, uh, like Carl Rove. I mean, these, these, those are motherfuckers like that Bush guy and shit, who was Bush's, uh, like, political strategist. He's the one who kind of started, hey, well, Lee Atwood, Clinton's got, anyway. It just got way more sophisticated from a political standpoint of how they pimp the electorate basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's the same thing with advertising and marketing they they yeah. they know exactly who we are feeding the that the algorithm like you're saying yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. I, I i'm actually really heartened by psychedelics is getting more of a legitimate role now it's like public now that yeah. they're treating people with depression with with mushrooms and psilocybin concentrated psilocybin and we've talked about this for years. I mean, everybody needs a fucking mass dose every once in a while. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully when you were younger, so your, your neural pathways aren't so set, because it mind fucks older people when they, you know, right. when the matrix, well, I, when the red pill yeah, hits them. Yeah. I feel like there's better drugs for what we what you're talking about, though, than... I right. mean, psilocybin is great and all that, but there's some drugs that are... Oh, yeah. No, but it just... it you know, well. They're all good though. I feel you. No, I'm just saying psilocybin's a good like. Even no. though that, even so, even though psilocybin's so fucking strong, it's you could like stop it. there. But yeah, you could go to fucking like ayahuasca and all that other shit. Like some of the the drugs that are like ecstasy, like MDMA. Yeah. The, the, those analogs are good. They're really good for some of that stuff. Oh, for like sure. Compassion and connections and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, that, there's lots of substances that are. Go ahead, though. No, but that's that. I mean, you know, that doesn't sell well. Everybody, <laughs> lo- everybody loving each other and yeah. fucking. Oh no, 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 no! I mean, no, so again, that goes that. back it's to a, that. It's part of control. Controlling. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, no, that fucking going back to the doors. When the doors of perceptions are cleansed, things will mm-hmm. appear as they truly are, infinite, and they they know that. You know what I mean? They, yes. But again, they have to demonize it. But anyway, like I was saying, it's, I'm glad to see more people doing psychedelics and more like I was saying, people kind of wake, quote unquote. I hate to use that term, but consciousness or consciousnesses are shifting a bit mm-hmm. not as much as we need to and it'll never be you know never right. you know you'll always have high you always have but low, it's but more than it's been it, it is but i mean it's still since you know. the 60s maybe like or i guess the early 70s 60s it's finally like because it got really controlled that you know when right you know at one point they went and they 
stopped it from all being out there and shit. I don't know the exact year or whatever and shit, but yeah, it was different with different drugs. Yeah, and there's cycles that happen. In exactly, that space it, of like, and that's what my brain's trying to get out. But, demonize yeah. a drug or and then yeah, exactly, just, you know, yeah, whatever, and, and to say. But I feel like that sh- control the same narratives with like crack or yeah. oh yeah, whatever it was, PCP, the whole. I mean, you think of PCP, what do you think of? You think of, like, some crazy guy. Who, I think of fucking Rodney King getting his ass whooped yeah. like, flying down the highway. Or, right. It's, the, it's sort of, I mean, I don't even want to say it, but, like, super strength, right? Crazy. Isn't that the PCP sort of thing you think of? It's like, people, urban myth. None of that shit's true. Yeah. Really? Really. Yeah, no, it's not. I want to shift back just a little bit, back yeah, to the, the mushrooms thing. Right. Because mm-hmm. Colorado's obviously... Legal now, right? Yes. Fuck, dude. I know. So, I'm sorry. Like, they, you know, the other thing I like about it, too, is that I miss the be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about, you know, as far as politics go. And believe it or not, it's very good separation between liberal and conservative, and people seem to get along pretty well there. Of course, you know, you're going to have, you're still, you're angry one side, another side. Of course. Yeah, but I think that... Talking about like how you were, you know, discussing about how it gives us this open. You know, they don't want us to think way too much. As much as it's escalated, though, I mean, what? What's like, like the marijuana becoming kind of, you know, I mean, this got to pass yeah. federal at this point. You know, I'm thinking, but well, it's happening and it's cool, but I think it's happening too late. Mm-hmm. The the '60s, if you will, the expansion of consciousness. They shut that down. Yes. And then brought in the fucking deep state, and the machine is now winning. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, let's let them get fucked up. While we're taking shit smooth the fuck over, I'm about to build smart cities everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Let's let them just be stoned and fucking completely lunched out. Okay. And by the time they know it, the fucking anaconda's wrapped around them, and then they're all of a sudden like, Why, what the hell? It's, this thing's squeezing me. Like, motherfucker, you've been getting crept on for fucking years and shit. Yeah. Because otherwise, if they just. They don't do anything for our benefit. Like, the vaccine, take it. It's free. Is my insulin free? Is my chemo free? Why is like, this free? Yeah. Why is this free? Is yeah. the vaccine free, though? It's not. Yeah. It's not, though. But it is. Is it? I mean, it is to us, but, like, we still pay for it. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's just, you know. I'm reading this book. This guy, I think his name's Carl Hart. It's called Drug Use for Grown-Ups, I think, or something. This guy, he's the fucking best, man. Because he's all about, like, it's really... Is it a black dude? Yeah. Is that the, that that professor or whatever was yeah, trying to explain his, like, occasional heroin use and shit? Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. He's fucking brilliant. I don't know, because I heard his whole Is thing, he on it, like, though? That's how I felt for a long time, so I'm checking it out, and I love it. I, I can't, I, like, agree with that guy so much. Wow. But and he's a, that's how I know about the piece. See, that's somebody I could like, get on the show and just like. Oh, dude! Yeah. You got him on the show. Get him. That dude's fucking. Awesome. Yeah, I would love to talk to that cat, man. Because I remember, found that very fascinating. Do you remember the bath salts and the dude eating the dude or chewing? On yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That guy didn't even have any drugs in his system. Really? Yeah, that dude was. You know, he. That, just, well, that that seemed like super like bath salts, like what? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. It, just, That's so crazy, dude. No drugs in his system. Just yeah, fucking natural. No, natu- part of that yeah. thing they do, you know, just to make... Like, I mean, so I, I was talking to somebody about, like, that reefer madness shit is still like, around. Yeah, they, oh, they, it's like the... Uh, go ahead. If there's if there's anywhere there's... I don't want to talk about, like, racism, but Jesus Christ, with the drugs and the drug war, like, fucking racism is in there so deep. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, social, that's, like, that's social engineering, man. But, yeah, it's social engineering. Like, they knew what they were doing. 
Fuck yeah. Whatever. And, and I, see, I say this, and I hate to sound like a fucking old fucker, but I mean, as you get older, you get a little wiser, hopefully. But I mean, that's exactly what they did. I mean, as much as I loved fucking gangster rap, it was weaponized. And then, like, how many... The commercial prison industry and fucking how many people died and the influx of cocaine and drugs. I mean, I interviewed Freeway Ricky Ross, the guy who was... The movie with uh, Jeremy Henner. Hmm. Who he played? He played Gary Webb, the San Jose Mercury. Oh, okay, yeah. He uh, got his story from Freeway Ricky Ross. I've interviewed him twice. So like, it was he got his hookup with this fucking Nicaraguan guy, Delando Blandil, who was his fucking CIA. I mean, it was just ridiculous, dude. Hmm. And all that, all that money was going to fund the Iran Contra shit. Wow. I mean, it was it was fucking ridiculous, dude. What was he doing? He was fuck. He was going to be like a tennis protege out of South Central Los Angeles. Hmm. He had moved from Houston to South Central with his family. He was like. Hmm. 16 cent or whatever it was he was a young kid and then fucking came up basically came up was one of the inventors and engineers of crack and start bringing in all this fucking nicaraguan cia cocaine and start rocking it up i mean and that just decimated neighborhoods dude where were they doing that in in los angeles was that and he was global though his shit was global where did the crack thing start do you know freeway ricky ross he found a way to cook it and fucking baking soda and chop it up into little rock basically in little rocks he was like, he was so, he was like, dude, he's like, all these motherfuckers flashing all their millions and shit. He's like, I used to drive around with fucking my fucking kilos and shit in a simulated wood grain station wagon. Wow. I'm like, you fucking pimp, dude. <laughs> I'm like, this G, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. such a great idea. Like, especially, you're mm-hmm. going to get pulled over anyway, you know, more often in LA if you're fucking stunting on in a, any level. <laughs> right. And, you That's know, this. driving around in a fucking, you know, Clark Griswold mobile, it's like, <laughs> how more off the radar can you get? Low yeah. key is the way to, like, if you're smart, the, the sooner you learn that lesson and go buy it in that game, mm-hmm. the better. If you're in any kind of game. He wound up going to jail, but that's where Gary Webb got that story from. Mm-hmm. And Gary Webb went deep, dude. He started going at the CIA, and mm-hmm. he fucking, they wound up killing him for it. I'm surprised Ricky Ross isn't dead, but... Right. Damn. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's a heavy story, dude. That was another one. After I did it, I'm like, fucking high-five yourself yeah. and shit. Where did you do... Which podcast? Did, was that it? was on my original. It's me, speak, it's me speaking to you. We did have him on the conspiracy farm again, though, actually. Okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, I originally had him on my shit. Again, way more accessible than you fucking realize, dude. His manager actually just topped one of the top Forbes 500 shit. Really cool chick. Forget her name off the top of my head, but she's the one who hooked me up. Have you found yourself um, reading like books and stuff and then getting the people that you like as far as the books you're reading on your show yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, dude, this guy who we was talking about, I fucking love him, dude. His name's Matt LaCroix. He just moved to uh, Colorado to work on that Gaia Network. You seen that? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, so it's all about, like, this shit, psychedelics and esoteric shit oh, or whatever. Oh, yes. nice. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. he, I had, he, he's a fucking G, dude. His first book called The Illusion of Us, it's, you know, just all about ancient history, ancient, and not ancient history, ancient civilizations, how they hidden ancient tech and all this other shit. And he wrote another one called The Stage of Time that he put me in the fucking, he acknowledged, you know, you do acknowledgement in the beginning. He's like, yeah. I'd like to acknowledge blah, 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 Jeffrey Wilson. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, his books are the shit, dude. He's fucking brilliant, man. He's a really smart dude. Where's he at? Maine. Nice. Yeah. I mean, his shit blows your fucking mind, dude. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the LaCroix. shit we don't know. <laughs> that has been hidden from us for so for yeah. yeah. I mean, where do you begin? For so long, like I said, civilization have come and gone like several times over the last several hundred thousand years. You know, you got the end of the ice age and all that other shit and the plasticine. And those, I mean, there's so much evidence there of, of just different life and humans, and we were way more civilized and more modernized and 
highly advanced than we think we were or we yeah, we are. It's heavy shit, dude. And he he breaks it down with like ancient cuneiform. Like it's it's not like hypothetical. Like this is what the shit is saying. It's just like they just keep it from us. It's pretty wild. That's awesome. I need to check into that shit more. That's... So the way I want to do is eventually get into like the. Uh... The mixture of like just the history of music in general, like tell like real stories and shit, just not like the stories you fucking hear from. You know, I really want to dive into like each generation and see what we can get out of it. You know, like I want to each go through each genre style. I want to actually eventually build it into where it's just conversations. Like, like who I love to listen to is uh, Questlove and Rick Rubin. Right now, both of them have really good podcasts, in my opinion. Rick's is more um, structured. But I love Quest because he's such a nerd when it comes to music, mm. and I eat it up. I'm like, I'm like, I love that format. I love that long format, like a Rogan. That's how Quest can be with some of his conversations. How long are his? Like three hours? Someone can be three hours, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah. see, like when he has somebody like Rock on, like Chris Rock, and like they're yeah. just going all over the place, and it's funny and shit. They tend to be shorter than that, but don't yeah, they do. He's had yeah. some short shit too. Don't get me wrong. But he's had like two oh, yeah. or three part two, series yeah. and stuff, and oh yeah, he'll do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like three hours, man, that'd have to be tough. Yeah, but I mean, he he's a deep diver, and I'm not. I don't want to be an hour or or more. Because what are yours now? They were they they've been anywhere from like 15, 20 minutes to like two hours, and I've had like this last one was two hours. I cut it down to three episodes. Because I want to just try it, see how I feel about it. You know, yeah. it was about soundtracks, about how different soundtracks and you know in our life. How it, it was a pretty good one. I was just I'm trying out different shit. Right, sure. Exactly, man. That's the beautiful part about it. They did a thirty year, uh, thirty years of uh, ten by Pearl Jam. It was really fun. But what I like though too is the conversations about where somebody's come from and how they got into music. That's the best stories you can tell. How did you get into music? Like, yeah. What bug did? And that's. What I want to know about you, man. So I want to know, like, I want to know when you were I've a kid. I've always had a. Oh, I'm sorry. Finish your question. No, no, no. What was the first time you realized you really liked the song? Like, can you can you kind of go back that far? Like the song you remember? Not a particular song. I've always had an eclectic ear, man. I've always listened to everything. I know yeah. a lot of people probably say that, but I mean, it's. I've, I know you do. I I literally I listen to classical music like all the fucking time, like nineties point three or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. I'll pull up. I'll be jamming out and like pulling up to a stoplight. Let me turn this shit down. So these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be fucking snapping, but I just remember KSTT. Yeah. And Kick One Hundred Four. So. It was, top 40 radio but my dad dude he's old school and he had like these stack of fucking just like all kind of records dude so i would even though i would i mean his setup was so sick i was never supposed to touch it but when he would be at work i would be fucking just like flipping what was he into oh dude it was fuck man everything you know what i mean (laughs) not not necessarily it was more like you know fucking george benson frankie beverly and mays like just old school r&b shit with this with some sprinkle like i remember he was really stoked when he got the blues brother album when that came out nice i remember him fucking jamming that out but yeah i would just i mean i don't know man i would i would just listen to a little bit of everything you remember what the first uh the first record or tape you bought first tape i bought was fucking (laughs) was straight out of compton yeah. My, my, first, my first check wow. I bought fucking NWA straight out of Compton I went to what was that Music Land or whatever that in, in, the, in mall. the mall yeah, yeah. It, it was the one that's I worked down at by, that one no it was even 88 or 89 it was down by where the Walgreens was mm-hmm yeah anyway it was about three or four steps it was right across the right. from the Foot Locker right across mm-hmm. from the Foot Locker okay, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, yeah, I bought that. I, I made sure I had it all, dude. I bought the tape. I got a Walkman. I bought the big ass headphones, dude. Well, you got the whole setup. I had the setup because wow. I wasn't about to get the. I didn't have a tape player, so I'm like, I'm gonna have right. the tape. Like, right. but yeah, kind of going back what we we're saying. It kind of sucks. Cause, I mean, whatever. I, I like that, but I also like you know Tribe Called Quest. I mean, I was fucking yeah. and still listen to like whatever, dude. I mean, Tribe it's music. Was so it's fucking that's amazing, what. Man. Huh? Tribe was so fucking amazing. Absolutely. Man. It's like I think Q-Tip is like freaking genius, man. He his his knowledge of music to me is just blows my mind. Just he, he just he can fucking just feed shit and turn it into his shit. Right? Know? Hell yeah. Yeah. I, nothing specific though. I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm just coming up listening to fucking everything. There was no real. I I, I just love knowing these things. This is stuff I don't know about you. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, like, what was your first show, man? What was the first show that you ever saw? Do you remember first that? concert? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was it was Albie yes. Albie Shore yeah. Bobby Brown and New Edition in St. Louis. Nice, yeah. That was exactly, he knows his first everything. Dude, like, it was, oh, yeah, fuck uh, yeah, dude. You know your stuff. That bro. was when that was when Bobby Brown left New Edition like their first tour. Johnny, Where was it? Gill, St. Louis was, at the Keel Auditorium, dude. Was Johnny Gill with them at that point? Yes. What, you went to St. Louis? Yeah, we my mom, my mom and her friend who's deceased now, man. Uh, we went through St. Springfield, picked her up. And fucking drove down to St. Louis and even drove back to Springfield that night and like spent the night and shit. But wow, yeah, it was the shit, dude. Cool. Who did I go with? I don't know. That, that's a good fucking first show, man. Oh, it was dope, dude. It was dope. I forget. Yeah, I, I kind of pieced it together, but yeah, that was my first one, dude. First yeah. one. What was your first concert? <laughs> it's hilarious, man. Actually, to be honest, yeah. Um, I can't remember how old I was, so it's 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 one of the two. I think the first one was Gloria Estevan and Miami Sound Machine at the oh. fucking fairgrounds, dude. Wow. Oh. But then I remember seeing Cheap Trick at Wacky Waters, dude. Oh, wow. At fucking right. Wacky Waters, yeah, 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 yeah. dude. Wow. Yeah. I met uh, Robin Zander. Like we got, I met, there's a photograph out there somewhere of me and some girls with Robin Zander. But, Wacky but, Waters. <laughs> did you know, and then did you know that... Uh, that the Fresh Prince and uh, DJ Jaggy Jeff played out there one summer too. At Wacky wow. Waters. Yeah, at Wacky Waters, man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So yeah, no, no, no. That's a long time ago. Hell. Long that had to have been ago. on some fucking parents just don't understand tour. <laughs> that's obviously yes. pre Fresh Prince. Oh Playing yeah. Wacky Waters and shit. What's so wild is that you were doing your uh, MMA thing uh, that weekend. They had the uh, altered altered what currents? currents altered currents. Was that the were you I've doing something? Down there? Oh no, you were doing something with wrestling. You were doing something with oh, wrestling. Oh, that's yeah. right. That was down at the Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, and I was. I went there to go see that Radkey show. Did you watch any of that? Um, uh, no. I heard it though. It was so good, dude. Yeah. I was that like the metal? Is it metal or like? Kind no, of... it's punk, man. Oh, I'm a... yeah, it's punk. And these uh, three guys from uh, the young kids that had just come up, you know. Really cool. And uh, were they? Yeah, they were running around like. Well, the bass player was the drummer and the. What guitar. time did they play? They played at nine o'clock i think it was i might not have been down there yet but yeah. yeah i was you know i got so they played this is what i'm getting at and yeah. then that weekend they were going to open up for foo fighters at the forum oh really so it's like they're hustling doing their other shit and they're fucking doing that shit too at the same time and they were tor- they opened for them on their u.s tour yeah i mean that makes sense you got none of the motherfuckers and start out on Mad- in madison square garden and shit you gotta- exactly man but they i think they you know it's cool to see that punk out there again you know punk music it's yeah. really, really good to have that out there again and i i call it like you know you ever heard of queen of stone queen of the stone age with josh home um, yeah 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 it's like the kid has that voice but like it has a punk sound it's pretty cool man 
I like watching them. They're fun to photograph as a photographer. Red they're great. Are they local? They just move around and do cool stuff. Yeah, right on. When did you do that? From? Huh? I want to. It's an. I'm. I'm sorry, man. It's either. Uh, I think it's Michigan. I think it is Michigan. I could be wrong though. I remember on the Lollapalooza tour, somebody took. There was a in the elevator. There would there was a thing that listed the different bands on the stage. And mm-hmm. Somebody crossed out. Queens of the Stone Age, and they wrote Queens of the Dressing Room on there. Was, <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. But that post, like, somebody doing that, with, it's stuck in my brain for some... So you saw um, that? That's where I saw Steve-O. I don't know, fucking... Was it uh, pre, Milwaukee. pre... Pre-Crazy Days, or... Like, you know... Shit, he's been sober for like 10... Exactly. Not that he can't go to the thing, but... Who are you talking about? Steve-O. Steve-O. He's clean now. He was, you know... Um, I can't remember. He looked pretty <laughs> really rough when I talked to well, him. Yeah, yeah. I just said hey to him, and I don't remember it was a brief exchange. But Ten years goes by fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That new know. jackass is supposed to be coming out. They all got back together, I guess, for this last hurrah or whatever. So last round of concussions. <laughs> exactly, dude. Let's see who actually... Exactly. That's what I was saying. I mean, they apparently made it through it. They've already shot it, so it's coming out, so... Mm-hmm. Now they all kind of do their own thing and shit. No, I, I mean... Music is this this fuel. Like I always tell people, like if nobody listens to music, there's got to be something wrong with them. Man. I, I I really feel that, man. I gotta, you know, like if you don't listen to music, and you're like, I don't listen to any kind of music at all. I'd be like, who says that? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it, is it, I don't never experience. It's been like, very yeah. rare and few, but the I remember one person telling me, and he. He had, you know, felt like psychopathic tendencies had, in him. He had bodies yeah. in his baby. <laughs> Probably, right? Or some sort. Yeah, crawl yeah. space with oh. some children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never heard anybody say I don't. I mean, I. Yeah. I don't know. My my I I will say as I've gotten older, I don't have the same like taste. No, I don't have the same drive to listen to music all the time. I mean, I remember. You know, I remember my dad not, I'd be like, how can you not listen to music, dad, in the car? He's like, I don't know, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, well, then, then now we understand. Doing that. Like, I'll just drive and not even yeah. have music on, I'm fine, you know. But when I was younger, I'd have music on all the time. Yeah. I love that That's you're saying this, because this is what I was leading to now, like, why podcasts are doing well and shit like that, so Yeah. No, that's interesting. I find myself just like I don't even think about mm-hmm. it really. I mean, it's it's literally I have, I have one CD and that's fucking Jeff Buckley's Grace album. So like occasionally I'm like I'll be riding silent, like let's throw in some fucking Buckley, right. just because it's like see I'm old now. It's like he's what is this music now? It's like it's I, I can't even fuck with some of it now, especially like like hip hop. I used to love it, and I know there's still dope hip hop out of there, but I've also as I gotten older. It's almost the same reason why, like, you know, that shit that was killing people back in the day. It's a culture of death that they're talking about still. You know, I'm fucking, I'm sipping lean, I'm fucking fucking dudes in the ass, and I'm killing bitches. It's just like, <laughs> now it's even more fucked up, you know, than it was before. Oh, wow. But it's like, it's it's such a, and again, even from, from a frequency standpoint, it's so low frequency. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if the content or the, the language or the, the lyrics might be dope. I, I get it like Ice Cube and the, I mean yes you were telling a story about some fucked up areas and shit I get it mm-hmm. you know and it's still fucked up but it's like Cube like it, it doesn't have like, we've made millionaires you know there's more black yeah. millionaires and billionaires than ever we had a fucking black president there's like more black elites doing this and this and this I mean I don't know whatever I'm, I'm totally digressing here but no go go it's, 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 it's just a matter of, a matter of go for it man I, I've lost my fucking train of thought <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, it's the, the music. I mean, it's like the new music now. It's just like, it's, it's almost like the same shit, different toilet. Yeah. You, you have so much dope, next level, dope, like conscious music that could like, 
And then you get bored with it right away. It's like well, the, it's, the, the attention span with it is what I think is the problem. We just chew it up, eat it, and on the next thing. Chew it up, eat it, on to the next thing. Well, absolutely. I mean, they're not really, really reinventing the wheel, but just it's yeah. just so base. It's just so like it's a race to the fucking bottom, dude. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, fucking was it Dead Prez? Would you rather have Alexis or Justice? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just one line of the song called Hip Hop, but it's like it's it's all about it's so external. Everything is like, I I look Mm -hmm. like I'm rich, but I'm living with my mom still, or you know what I mean? It's like it's hood rich shit, and it's just it it rarely addresses like how to come up and shit. It's all about how to fucking stay on that low base level and shit. Okay. And it's it's more it's more of like investing in this illusory image than serious. really building something. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what I was gonna say it's a second ago. It's way way shallow. Yeah. When there is so much music out no there, substance. fucking you know like why 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 didn't diggable planets bl- they blew up but why didn't they blow the fuck, fuck up? up right. You know what I mean? Why yeah. didn't Most Def or Talib Kweli? Why did they blow the fuck right. up and like Ice Cube is a you know owns a big three basketball? I mean I'm not knocking it but it's just like. It's always- it's it, again now. That's why that's why it's so beautiful that artists now can control their destinies to some yes, degree. Yes. But you still need your Jimmy Iveens, your Interscope to distribute that shit. Yes. That's why that road shit is so imperative now. Mm-hmm. And the internet, they don't need them to do you know A and Rs and marketing and promotion. You, you and your band could drive around in your van and you know hop on, use all these online sites. It's more your destiny's more in your hands now, and more people have. You can see that shit now. It's not all the dumb shits. Not be, it's still being pumped, but now you have options way more than you had in like the fucking nineties. Yeah. But it, you know, going back to what I was saying, it's like it's it's just a race to the fucking bottom, dude. It's mm-hmm. just a it, it's a race to try to. I heard some dude say today it was fucking actually pretty powerful, dude. A part of the reason people aren't creating the youth aren't creating generational wealth almost is because of like social networking. I got a hundred thousand likes. I must be on. I don't have to do hard work. Yeah. I got these many hearts and shit. It's like, right. it doesn't equate to cash to them, but it almost doesn't matter because that validation through these social networkings is now really, not not really what makes you famous or whatever, but in their mind, that's what puts them on. Like, yeah. I'm dope online and shit, but like, it all right. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's like, they're, they're yeah, doing... It's like a drug in a way. It, it, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And then and nothing... Yeah. More mm-hmm. than maybe us. I don't know and nothing really us. substantive comes from it. Yeah. yeah. Except chasing this illusory, yes. everybody's in a yes. fucking music video. It's just like, mm-hmm. and it's so lame. And everybody wants to be in music. Yes. Everybody it's acting so like they're in a commercial. Exactly. Yeah. And again, like when Cube, even though it served a certain purpose, it was original and somewhat unique and you got it like, all right, you know, it's it's fucked up. And, and then Jay-Z comes on. I mean, there's these levels of glorification of this, I, I, mm-hmm. this low fucking base shit. It's just annoying and it's lame. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's as 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 we were talking earlier. As people are expanding their consciousness to see this kind of shit, still, again, you're never going to eliminate it. But it, for it still to be so mainstream, as opposed to like I don't even know the band's name, like a Souls of Mischief or fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like back in the day, that's what I came out to when I mm-hmm. opened for Sam. They're like, "What do you want to listen to?" Or "What do you want to come out to?" I was like, "Fucking Souls of Mischief, dude, '93 to Infinity." <laughs> it was dope. The more simple shit is and basic, the more it appeals to everybody. So well, like less is more. That's why that like less mumble rap more, was yeah. a thing. Like before, like lyrics meant so, like lyrics and beats. Like oh shit. Yes. Now the kids are like, oh fuck your lyrics. Like that's a dope beat. And like, well, why do you like this guy? Then? Or like, he's it's not the even, image. Like or... anybody could go up there like. I hear so much junk, and I'm like, wait, am I old or is it just? But when I was was my dad thinking everything was junk that I you know like is it just a cycle that keeps going but man I, don't I mean the immutable law of the universe is change and it's going to change into something yeah it's just a matter of dude when i was in college i took this fucking class called the culture of cool and it's like it was it's so everything is so fucking fabricated like 
I remember in 10th grade, I walked into fucking North High School, 10th grade, Jeff Kemp, fucking Kelly Kemp, walking down the hall, fucking Mohawks, right. fucking combat. I'd never seen that. <clears throat> never seen that before. But it was original, right? It was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a reflection of an original culture, punk or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But these companies, these, especially these like clothing companies, they send, they're like, they send people around to different schools and see what, the, what are the freaks wearing. So in the next fucking few years, you start seeing like studded shit everywhere. To now to the point where it's like Jesus Christ, J.C. Penney's. It's you know what I mean. It's yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. it's so manufactured, mm-hmm. and that's why motherfucker. That's why it's so hard. It's to at find, Target. Yeah. 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 That's why it's so hard to find mm-hmm. anything fucking original because it's like, like my daughter, like she's rocking Vans and like Vans. I mean, whatever. Man, it's, sweetie, I wore Vans. <laughs> it was like originally Vans and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like this recirculation of trends and fashion and shit, but it's like so very few original. Yeah. Well, I tapped into that too because. I, uh, earlier in the year, I was selling stuff off eBay, and I had all these all old concert T-shirts and music T-shirts, dude. And I couldn't believe how much I was selling them for, like off the line. Oh, really? Just like like hundreds of dollars because wow, they're original shirts. Yeah, because that's the fucking trend right now. Is like just well, and it it it, it goes that way too. I mean, what's old is often new again, and it's yeah. It's, it's all very cyclical. Just little cycles that repeat. Yeah. Bigger cycles, smaller cycles. Yeah. It. it yeah. Exactly. And again, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. that's what those like fucking marketing people in these like clothing companies like it's that's what they it's it's very uh, strategic and very well thought out what the shit is they're putting out. Now I just I feel like it's just so like mass now though like you know like it's it's like the multiple thing like it just keeps on multiplying 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 but the mul- you know the multiplier is now just so much multiplied that you know you're just fucking like ah and i got to like fucking just shut it off because you're like i had enough i just I, I don't know how many fucking like ads you can fucking see or or like you're jumping online and like you see you know fucking something on your like just i go to do my thing and i step away you know i mean that's right. the way i got to fucking be now man i'm like I don't want to hear all the fucking like, hey, we're, this is how we're going to fear you today. This is what we're going to have you scared of today. Did you know this? You know, yeah, that's like this. Those all those images you put somewhere on some social media recently. That's what I was thinking when you said it was a drug. I saw them. I'm like, holy shit! I mean, they were so like stark and just like so revealing. Yeah, it's pretty troubling. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's right. It's really weird. Social. These kids are born digital, but it's like we didn't have anything resembling. It's just a whole. Their kids' brains are just wired differently now. Yeah. I mean, they just have to be almost. It's so... The stimulation. It's stimulation. Well, it's almost overstimulation yeah, to the point where I mean, it's like yeah. everything is so... And it's we're always kind of like that. But now it's so... With this, it's crazy. Yeah. And we're so in need of that immediate gratification. They're, this ideological subversion, these techniques that take 10, 15 years, these fucking kids have no fucking clue. Like... Yes. Right. Like, I don't even know. Anything else you said? You lot, I don't, what? They don't get the idea of, like, I mean, here's, like, a 180 I'm going to take right now, but, like, it's like porn, you know? Like, you used to, like, have to hunt down your porn, you know, a certain way. Right. Now you just got every fucking kind of porn you fucking... That's a part of the demoralization of yeah. the fucking ideological yeah. subversion, without a doubt. There's there, You're just overstimulated, and then it's like, okay, I'm done, you know? And then you get numb to it, you know? And it's... It's, it's <laughs> fucked. It all just plays in the <clears throat> nature. Yeah, to like with music, and you with, go on, and you go on your first date. Like, are you gonna pee on me or what the fuck? What are we doing here? Like, <laughs> yeah, is that a fucking in that first base now? <laughs> no, I shit on you first. Right. <laughs> no, it's 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 uh, everything. Like you're saying, like and that's why I tie it back into music. Like, yeah, overstimulation. Boom, move on. The next thing, click on the next thing. I'm like, it's 
the art, the movies, everything we want. Like, it's hard to, like, can you remember the last good comedy you saw on a movie? I mean, I've really become a big fan of the other guys. I saw that first dude. The other, the, 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 the video game supposed movie? To be, no, 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 the first, what the fuck, what's the guy, the actual name, Ryan Reynolds. The Deadpool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deadpool was in the, is in this movie called The First Guy or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was supposed to be funny. I mean, it was all right. It wasn't, the one that's out now? Yeah. Like, in DVD. I mean, it wasn't like side-splittingly funny, but it was... Yeah. I chuckled. No, I think when he's pushing the envelope more is obviously when he was What's funny. What's about? I don't even fucking but remember. It's about a video game character that, yeah, yeah. that realizes that he's alive. It's kind of... It kind of had some Matrix Matrix tones to it, because, yeah, it was this the synthetic reality, this video game, and... That's like some Groundhog's Day kind of. She kept kind of repeating the same. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. What's the movie? He's in. Oh, he's in the movie with Salman Hayek. Is that right? Do yeah, you know? that's the sequel. That's the. Um, oh yeah, that was the second. My bodyguard spy or spy bodyguard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That dude's everywhere. Yeah. I thought there was a scene in that movie where somebody they were in a, like a warehouse or a building or they were in a building, not a warehouse. And the one of the dudes like shot a gun up into the ceiling, uh-huh. and he was just like. What if there was somebody up there? That shit got me. Because it's like, how many times have you seen that in a movie where people shoot guns? I know. And it was like the first time somebody was just like, asked that obvious question. I thought that was brilliant. Or she said something like Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, that is awesome. He's a pretty intelligent human being, man. He's owning his own soccer team and fucking liquor company. and selling it. Yeah, exactly. Selling it. Exactly. But that's the thing. He's not like, he says, like he was in a podcast with... uh, the sh- uh, the uh, Smartless. Have you listened to that one at all? Mm-mm. It's um Bateman, Bateman, Sean Jason. Hayes, and Will Arnett. Jason Bateman. Yeah, yeah. really. And he's they got a podcast. Them. Oh, he's good. The three of them do a he's podcast. Good. <laughs> oh wow, it's fun, man. And they're smart asses to one another, like fucking. I can ruthless. only imagine ruthless, just yeah. ruthless. Yeah, I love wow. it. It's good. Yeah, he Ryan was on one of theirs, right? Yeah, fairly and that's what I'm saying. It was a good one, wasn't it? The Ryan Reynolds yeah, one. Like he, he broke it down like his early days and shit when he was hustling and stuff. Yeah, and from when he was doing Canada to here, and that's and what he's saying. He's like, grocery store in Canada. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, a, if you got the number, well, especially a cast like that. But if you can get the fucking numbers, dude, you can sponsorships there, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Yeah, well, people, who's sponsoring your ass? I'm not, not. I'm not saying I'm interested in that. I'm no, just, we got a few. Uh, the yeah. C4 Concealed Carry Clothing Company for clothing for concealing your gun and nice. shit. Nice. Uh, Chemical free body, whole line of supplements. Uh, Butcher box, like that's freaking everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Black oxygen. Black they give oxygen. you a good. They, they give you like butcher box, like do, treat you pretty well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right on, man. And uh, what was our last one? Oh, my Patriot Supply Storable Food, which we got paid off that shit oh, during right. COVID. Fuck yeah. Nice. Right on, man. So yeah, I mean we, that's we got you know we're in over a hundred countries. We're millions of listeners, so it's like yes. we, we got the analytics to show. That's why that's why I've kind of told Pat and I've rebranded. So we basically built the platform off of the conspiracy farm, but mm-hmm. that whole platform has value. Yes. So what I'm trying to do now is find different podcasts who've been going for a while and plan to go for a while, and help them. Without Pat, I'd probably still be toiling in obscurity with It's Me Speaking to You. It'd obviously be a little bit bigger, but getting with Pat and then being able to bounce Conspiracy Farm out and him doing what he does, it just was invaluable. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to save people who are committed to their podcast and actually good at it and talented to kind of bypass those that you know toiling in obscurity to get on a network that's already fucking out there. Okay. So it's just basically up-and-coming podcasts that we're trying to put on with the network. Mm-hmm. And just building content, like any network, fucking Podcast One or Westwood One, it's... Okay. Just, a, just so you a have network. Like your own network. 
Yeah. Just adding shows to the network. What are you calling it? It's called That Podcast Network. And it's you and who? The network's just owned by me, but we, yeah. I have our show on it, my show on it, everything combat on it, and mm-hmm. adding a couple more shows here pretty soon. Right on. I like that. Well, it's and it people. I mean, again, and part of the part of the gauge of people's interest because it costs money. It costs four hundred dollars yeah. a month. But it's like when when you can say, hey, not you, but hey, I'm on. I own. I'm Music Seeds host. I'm on a platform with millions of listeners in over a hundred countries. Yeah, you could show that, and yeah. advertisers like bet. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, when you when you don't have that, you're just like, hey, can you want to advertise with me? And they're like, hey, how many downloads? What's your numbers look like? Yeah, and you yeah. got to show them your numbers. And if you're small, it's just like it doesn't translate to cash. Yeah. So that's what I mean. The network is just kind of a head, sort of a head start, a bump up over. But again, I don't, I just don't. It's not just any podcast that we're taking. It's you know they got to be serious about it. Yes. And the thing is, I don't want like I tell them when I pitch to people, I don't want you there for fucking years. The whole point is. To grow yours. For, yeah, for you to be there three, three, five, six months. And the whole point during that time, you have to be out hustling with these numbers. Hey, I'm on this network. I'm on this network. Yeah. Be yeah. there for three to four to six months. Grow your brand. And then get it out there to the point where like, all right, thank you, that podcast network. We're now big enough where we can fucking do our own shit. We've got yeah. five, six sponsors now. And I don't take any money from the sponsorship. I, it's just the fee to be on the network of 400 a month. Yeah. And I don't touch any of your, any you know, whatever sales you get, that's all you. It's okay. just the... It's a value for value exchange, and again, when you start talking to people who are really doing business, they're like four hundred bucks. I could literally make that, and like, it, it pays for it. If you're on your hustle and utilizing the platform the way it's supposed to be, that four hundred bucks is nothing, and you make that back quick as shit. And then you just added value. You just paid four hundred dollars to add priceless value to your to okay. your presentation. So that's the plan for the network. Like you said, I, I got. I'm just learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. And if yeah. I keep on hustling and wanting to do it. I know that with what the I, I, I write down everything, man, and I have a right. vision board. And I fucking you know have ideas. Like if this takes off, I can do this. If I can take this takes off, I can do this. Yeah. So I got fucking ideas going, and I'm writing. I have a whole outline of things that I could do if it starts to do well. But I want to enjoy it, you know. I want to be able to fucking. How often? How many shows a week do you do? I only do one show a week. That's some sense. Some yeah. Like yeah. Fucking two hours a week. Yeah. And have this kind of passive income, which again, don't overthink it. Like, yeah. just take your passion for music and sit down in front of a microphone and like do your research on your crew or whatever. But just like, don't. It's not splitting the atom. Just like yes. take your take your legitimate organic passion and just make sure your technical shit is right. Yeah. But just like do do you know what you do best and just you know talk about music. Exactly, man. And then you know, buy fucking get a t-shirt made and just walk around like it's a conversation starter. Like, yeah, seriously, it's like which, it's shameless yeah. plug. It's like what's music seeds? Oh, it's my fucking podcast. We talk about and then like, when you get into music, like just it helps create interest. Like oh, this is an interesting motherfucker because you integrate yeah. any anytime you can integrate your audience into. It, they always like that. You know, it's like hey, I'm taking calls. Hey, we got Sally from fucking Cambridge. <laughs> Sally, what was your first concert? Well, my concert was fucking yeah, dead. Yeah, Don yeah. Ho in Hawaii. I went with my parents. And <laughs> no, I, I, I can feel your passion and what you're doing, and I, that's what I'm striving for, man. It's just to keep on building shit, man. And yeah, it's a great fucking feeling when like people are like, "Hey, I love this" or "I love that," and it's like, "Okay, cool." You know, I love the input. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's what I want. You I, know? I, it. I mean. It freaks me out a little bit because again, I I didn't I didn't want to be an actor like as much as I thought. I don't want fucking fame. I don't. I honestly I don't want people like no. this fucking such and such. So it's like around here a little bit anyway. I they I've sent people have sent messages where it's like I'm literally thinking I'm just sitting in my fucking thing. My mic's here. I see Pat or our guest, mm-hmm. and like that's where my bubble's at. That's in my mind yeah. how far it goes and shit. Regardless of the numbers, uh-huh. intellectually knowing like, dude, you're in fucking. 
goddamn Ghana and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like fucking over COVID, dude. It was just crazy because people were like, when when they started asking where we were, but even before that, when we were cranking it out, there was like, dude, you're helping me get through this shit. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was therapy for me to do the show, but like the messages we got about, you know, people were in fucked up spots and, you know, we awoke in the, this guy the other day is like, I didn't know what the fuck asymmetrical warfare, dude, you blew my fucking mind. And it's just like, <laughs> it's wild. Cause it's just yeah. like, I mean, it's cool. Cause you know, we, I, we know people are listening, but when you get that feedback, it's like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I don't, I don't do it often, but like on iTunes, our ratings, I mean, some of them don't like it, but I mean, it's like the, the comments, the five star ones are just like, Jesus Christ, dude. We're, yeah. They're listening. They like wow. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's cool, man. And that's obviously not the intent. It's a byproduct of doing something you're passionate about. But it's, yeah. Well, I mean, that input, though, is the greatest fucking thing. Because then that kind of, like, tells me, okay, I can go further with this and this and not feel so, like, yeah, you know, because that was my biggest thing. It's like, even, you know, the people that talk to me about it, they love the whole, my, with my shit, it's like, I tell the story to, like, how this shit's created, you know. And they don't know a lot of this stuff, you know. Like, to me, it's, like, second knowledge, but, like, getting it out there and talking about it, as far as, like, how Well, I mean, out. there's a lot of people. I mean, that's, you're doing something that's, I mean, a lot of people, you know, like, what was your first concert? What was your first album? What was your first tape? Like, everyone has a music story. Like, yeah. music has played such a huge role that's in all the of our lives. basic, though, Jeff. Right. It's, like, my, my thing that I love that doing is, like, talking about, like, the albums and, like, why this music was created and why they, like, when, like... Like, when you break down why a soundtrack was was made, why they made this soundtrack, and how, like, like for example, we kind of delved for, like, about maybe five minutes in that last conversation about how Saturday Night Fever, how that soundtrack was bigger than the fucking movie, you know? That oh, was, yeah. You know, yeah. you know like, and I mean, that's just a little tidbit, but, like, you break down, you know, like, like Pulp Fiction, you know, like, you know, um, him using dialogue in his CD, you know, like having like the dialogue yeah. from the movie and the music and like or like that... Reservoir Dogs, that was like almost bigger than the movie too. Not Stephen quite, Wright, but... yeah, doing the whole fucking, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> that was dope. So that stuff, you know, is like really great. Or breaking down, you know, like how John Williams influenced the whole generation of music with Jaws, you know, like how that, you know, theme music. Jaws, Superman. Yeah, I mean, from one thing, he went from one thing to another after that, you know, and yeah. Jones, fucking, you know, Star Wars, like, yeah, but his. Like, how these little, like, earworms happen throughout these, like, different times. And, like, I like breaking it down for different things. Like, so we did the soundtracks thing. How, like, that Pearl Jam album, you if you would have said, like, the year that Pearl Jam album came, it was Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Nevermind, Soundgarden, Sus, um, Super Badfinger. And, like, all these freaking albums came out. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, Facelift by uh, Allison Chains. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Blood, Sec- Sugar, Sex, Magic. If you would have said... Like, if it was Nirvana and Pearl Jam, like, who would it lasted? You would have said, oh, Nirvana, you know, at that point or whatever. And Pearl Jam is fucking a dynasty now, you know. They fucking, right. They're a machine. Well, yeah, Nirvana's not doing too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Cobain's dead, but, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But look at, but then, then you spin off into, like, who would have known the, the 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 drummer of the band would become even huger than his fucking band. Yeah. You true. know? So. I mean, I would, I would say, man, I mean, again, people are way more accessible than you might realize. So, mm-hmm. get a fucking associate producer on a record you like. Okay. Hit them on Twitter. Like. Mm-hmm. We're probably not doing shit. Yeah. I mean, you got 20 minutes? Or 30 minutes? <laughs> exactly. Like, you want to talk about music? Fuck yeah. I mean, you know? oftentimes they'll, you know, hey, I'm from the fucking Quad City Times. I'm doing an interview on musicians. Yeah, hey, I'll give you... I mean, they do it already. Yes. I mean, a podcast is almost just a different format of that. But again, I'm just saying, like, don't... 
hit these motherfuckers up. And if it's in the, your wheelhouse of what you're talking about or whatever, mm-hmm. again, these people are way more accessible than you realize. I mean, not yeah. like fucking, you know. Big, big. I know, I know. Yeah. And that, but that's Especially the behind the scenes people. They're not doing shit. How, how, how great it would be to like build up something. I want to start the small shit. And if it grows and grows and grows, great. If I, not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just an, I'm, an, I'm an indie guy. Then I love being indie, you know? I would, I mean, I would set a standard for yourself. Like okay. when I started doing this, me speaking to you, my first guest, and people clown me like it was Pat. It was Pat Militage, mm-hmm. and so you know he's a global figure. I mean, I, I wanted to come out of the box, fucking high. Yeah, I, like I said, I still I still did like you know celebrities, non celebrities, but I wanted to come out of the box and set a standard. Like mm-hmm. this is we might have some other obscure people, but we will also have big motherfuckers on this show. Yes, and so that's what I would do. I would just you know okay. Yeah, because again, you don't want to get pigeonholed. If you come out, I, I feel what you're saying, and it, it's not—it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. You could start small and still build into something big. Yeah. But again, coming out of the box, you like you said, as you go to your other interviews, you want to be like, "Hey, come on my show. I've had on Pat Militich. I've had on fucking Kamala. I've had on Dr. Sarah Weck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want to put as many names under your belt as possible yeah, out of the box. Otherwise, yeah. you're like, I talked to fucking Charlie, the doorman at the Ritz. He's <laughs> he really a hell of a clarinet player, but. You know, <laughs> but he, he might he might be dope but then it's like i don't right. really they might be the best fucking episode but, like, but if you, i love that if fucking you, episode if you, set the, the if you set the standard if i yeah. interviewed this guy they're like well i really like john when he interviewed fucking john williams yeah, i'd give fucking the random clarinet guy a shot you know what i mean yeah <laughs> the conversation piece is like we had a you know a sam goody uh, i've had some sam goody conversations with people because we were in the 90s like when the fucking the machine was at its biggest record record companies were just fucking taking the money you know and yeah because of the cd industry you know for sure and then that was just building and building and building and building and building and then fucking apple you know and fucking you know napster and fucking oh, yeah. napster. everything shifted everything Jesus. shifted and changed napster you know no record stores record record companies fucking falling apart you know sam goody yeah didn't you work at sam goody yep yeah dude get it how you live it man don't set any limits for yourself oh, I'll set them. Infinite possibilities. What did you say? I said I'll set them. He'll set my limits. (laughs) You ain't shit. You know, we actually had a really good conversation here, Jeff, me and Scott, about his like his experiences are some of my favorite fucking things to listen to. Right. Like all he's got plenty. Fuck yeah. Who you brought up two people that I've hung out with before? When you were talking about why didn't people get? More popular. Who the fuck was it? Oh, whatever. Most deaf, Talib? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never hung out with Most Deaf. I was at a taco place in LA, though, when he was eating there. Really? But I didn't talk to him. Yeah, that's some good shit, dude. Common. That dude, Common. He wound up, he, he fucking, he, he blew up. He did that. He blew up. Though, yeah. yeah. He also got big, like, physically. Yeah, 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 when yeah. When I first met that dude, I swear, he was like, he was just like he was not like he, and then I saw him and he was all like <laughs> taking all the roids. Something I don't know, man. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just what I remember. It's I mean, he could hit the gym and bulk up and shit, but it's I, I mean, you could always tell like fucking like, but it, yeah, it's. No, imagine what those people with money do. You know, like and then they get older and they like well and they on all kinds of shit. I I you know and I don't I don't have the energy for that myself. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. It, in, dude, I mean, kudos to him in creating a brand yeah. like a fucking rock or Kevin. I mean, oh yeah, they're up every day doing something. Yeah. And that's the other thing, dude. People fucking think all that fame shit's. I mean, that is the most that's boring just, shit. Yeah. 
You just sit there all fucking day, dude. It's that's what they always say: hurry up and wait. Yeah. And especially if you're like an actor, like you just have to ball your eyes out and they're like cut back to one, do that again, and you have to do it like thirty fucking. I mean, it's just like, it's I don't know. You really have to be dedicated to it, dude. You really, really have to like. I took acting classes, but I was just never trying to go that deep. I really started with voiceover, mm-hmm. and my my agent was like, "Hey, you fucking cute. Why don't you get some headshots?" I really didn't want to do on-camera shit, quite frankly. I, I literally wanted to fucking be successful voiceover actor, have a home studio, and fucking, like, move to Flagstaff or whatever the fuck, and just, like... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I still want to do it. I want, I, want to, I want to get an RV, though, and be cruising around with the studio doing podcasting. Like fucking... Uh, Tom Green? Tom Green, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just bought a grip of property up in Canada, though. I love uh, that Will, when, when they give Will Arnett a hard time about his little studio that he's always in. Right? Isn't that Amy Poehler's husband? Will ex-husband. Oh, they divorced? Yeah, yeah. He had a kid with some other girl. I don't know who it is now. Oof. He, uh, he, he does all uh, the voiceover work and shit. So that's what it... Oh, this, he's killer, dude. Like, uh, John Stewart was on there. This new episode. He's like, what are you, in a dungeon or something? You know, like... Because uh, he, he's always in that studio when he does the recording for the show. That's the thing, like, when I started at voiceover, uh-huh. obviously there was a lot of voiceover actors, but it's like, whatever, obviously it wasn't because I started, but around the time I started, like, all the big actors start jumping in that shit, dude, like mm-hmm. fucking Martin Sheen, who's that, Sam Elliott, like, mm-hmm. all these motherfuckers just, it just start taking over, I mean, there's still, yeah. obviously, voice jobs and shit, but it's like, now celebrities who, well, whatever, there's just way It's more. an easy paycheck, man, yeah. It fucking ain't easy, but it's definitely a paycheck. I'm well, as far as easy as they don't have to, you know... Like get up, do makeup, you know, do all oh, that yeah. shit. That's like, that's why I was yeah, fucking yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you, you know, and it is a good, it is a good paycheck. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably easier than. Well, on. it's like how animation is now too, and shit too. You know, there's so it's much, what? there's so much animation out there now yeah. too, because that's an, that's a kind of in some ways, you know, sitting in a fr- booth like you would do and yeah, put putting out that work. You know, it's like you don't have to get like up four o'clock in the morning to do makeup. But you and still shit. have to do the like the fucking. I mean, especially if you're doing animation, you're you're a character, sort of like. All right, Scott. That was great. Give that to give that line to me, fucking five more times. Each one different. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just one line in a fucking you know a movie. Yeah. Well, not a movie, like a cartoon, like a twenty-two minute cartoon. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the, the the repetitiveness. And I think most times it's four hours. You have a four hour limit. You can only do four hours, and then you take have to take a break or whatever. Sag rules and shit, but. It's amazing how like how far South Park has come this far and shit. Yeah, and still be able to do their like pushing the envelope on their you know format. They've been doing yeah, they've been doing that for I mean all of them. Family Guy, fucking yeah. Simpsons, American Dad. Those are I love Family Guy. Though. South Park though still pushing the envelope on a lot of like you know political humor and like just what's going on like now with everything that's going on now and shit and just be able to make fun of that and not like be canceled out because of it you know. Well, because they probably I don't know I. They're probably err on the side of whatever. Yeah, yeah, I got the norm, the norm, the norm, yeah. the normal. Not the norm, but like, like if they were to clown COVID, I, I can only imagine they're clowning vaccine people who won't get the vaccine. Yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong. Or uh, non-mask wears, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I haven't seen it, so I don't want to speak out of turn. <laughs> it is Viacom. I mean, yeah. Comedy Central is Viacom, so it's you know, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Have you done anything like that then? Any anim- anim- like animation or anything like that? Or just I don't... haven't. I haven't. Uh-huh. I don't really do voices so much. Well, sometimes people know the other voices too. They just use their normal voice and shit for that. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, I've, I've done a couple. There's a couple on my reel where they're like, that's you. But yeah, it's been mostly commercial shit. That's the shit I want, dude. Like, I, you know, 
either a voiceover spot or like my Verizon. Like, I did a Verizon 4G commercial when 4G popped off. Mm-hmm. So they flew me down to Nashville and whatever. Did that one pay pretty good? I bet. Fucking played awesome. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, as long you know, and when they're done with it, I mean, they they stop paying you. But as long as they're using it, they keep fucking paying you. So like, if I went on like YouTube and clicked that, you don't get anything off that. It's not. They took it off. Okay. I don't even, probably couldn't even find it. I have it in my reel, but no, 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 hell no. It's it's kind of crazy. I so, was wondering how that works. So. Well, they had they. Lucky, my fucking agent totally slept on me and shit. They had it basically for like a year and a half, two years. So mm-hmm. you sign like they have a usage time, but usage uh, amount of time they could basically play it. Yeah. So the usage time was up. So they pay me for X amount. So I just happened to go on. I forget what the fuck. I punched something in, and there the fuck it was. I mean, literally, they owed me more money, like a nice chunk of fucking change. So I sent it to my, my union rep, because I'm in SAG. And I'm like, hey, Maureen, these motherfuckers are still using this thing like a year later. And she gets paid, too. Not, actually, she doesn't get paid. My agent does. But yeah, I busted them. But that's, producers will do that all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'd probably do it less and less if they're watching their ass, because they will have to pay for shit. Mm-hmm. That's like this uh, NCR, National mm-hmm. Cash Register. It's like the ATMs and yeah. kiosks and shit you see everywhere. So I did commercials for them for a few years. They flew me down to Atlanta one time to do this on-camera commercial for this industrial video. And the dude was like, the producer was like, hey, Jeff. They were they were setting up these little kiosks, so when you walk by them, they, it's like, I read all these different lines. So it's like, it's like if you walk by this kiosk, hey, John, how was you? Because they read your phone or whatever. Like, hey, John, did you like your fucking pizza last night? You know, all these different voices and shit. They're like, hey, Jeff, do you mind if we attach all these different lines on this commercial? This commercial was XYZ payment. And I'm like, why when you said it, I'm like, yeah, because I knew immediately that's more money. Mm-hmm. And I texted to my agent, and I'm like, hey, is it cool? I'm like, these guys want to attach these scripts. She's like, but they have to realize they each line is a different amount. Um, well, no, each line is like, it's not the whole script, 450 bucks. It's like $900 for each line. So it's like, and I didn't say that to my boy. I'm like, man, I'm cool. I can do it. And then when, after it was over, my agent hit him up. I wanted to make sure I, f- I finished the day because I didn't want to call him out. And I wanted to make sure I finished the day and did what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. and read all the lines. Because we didn't really talk money. He just asked, like, hey, do you mind if we attach this to the thing? Meaning, do you want to do it? Not attach. We can't do. That's just not how it works. We're in SAG. Right. I can't, like, add this for free. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And so I read all these lines. And he fucking had to have got pinched or something because he had to pay me literally. They had NCR had to pay me whatever it was, 1200 bucks for each, I mean, I, whatever it was, it was like 20 lines they had to pay me for, as opposed mm-hmm. to just like... A script. As opposed to like no. 3000 they were paying me for this one over here, they wound up having to like pay almost half that in... Well, actually, no, it was way more. I think that. NCR could afford it. I know, but they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're very, you know, everybody has their budgets for, you know, XYZ. Oh, yeah. Like, for that shoot with me was budgeted for XYZ dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think he might have gotten fired because he had to pay way more oh, than the fuck yeah, they were budgeting for. Okay. Well, I did, I, if I didn't know, I could just say, oh, my commercial's still playing cool. Look, ah. <laughs> leaving X amount of dollars on the table. But I was like, I hit my union rep. I was like, yo, Chico, this motherfucker is. Because by then I'd been in the game and I know what producers do. I mean, they, they try to get as much as possible with as little amount as spending as little amount as money. How does that work when you're in the union? Like, how much do you have to pay them? It depends on how many gigs you do. Mm-hmm. It's just a percentage. Is it an of, annual thing, or is it just you do have like annual do, or union dues? But I mean, mm-hmm. it's I think it's it's nothing really. Mm-hmm. It comes out of my account automatically. It's eighty dollars or some shit. I've, yeah, I don't even really look. It's been so long. How long have you been doing that then? I've been in the union. Fuck, going on like sixteen years now. Mm-hmm. I got in it. Well, goddamn, has it been that long since I did that Verizon commercial? Because that's when I got my union card. 
It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really. Mean, I mean, it's kind of cool because I got a pension through them. Like my money goes. I mean, it's, yeah. It's got some benefits, but it's like I don't think I've done a gig in a minute. Yeah. So. Well, who knows? Well, it's like now that I now that I went on and did these podcasts, it's like any kind of commercial gigs going to be few and far between. I mean, depending on what it is, some people might not even know about the, the podcast and shit, but it's one of those. You better make that podcast work. No, well, the fight game, dude. We're fucking going to be yeah, killing it with this the, shit. That's the game. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about that a little bit. I don't know what that what you're doing there. So this uh, outfit promotion, Cage Aggression, it's a local MMA promotion. They've been around like 10 plus years. Uh, Mike Goodwin's the CEO. Mm-hmm. They've been throwing fights for a long time down at the River Center. So, I don't know, three, four years ago? Has it been that long? I don't know, maybe three years ago. Myself, my other another business partner, Pat Melitich, who obviously I do a couple podcasts with, linked up with him just to do us start calling the fights and... But then we just start talking about expanding it, and my business partner Justin, he basically came up with the pay-per-view platform and got the tech together to start streaming it live on pay-per-view. So I host the events, commentate the fights, mm-hmm. and we also co-own the pay-per-view company. Nice. Or, but that's yeah. still separate from the caged aggression or whatever. Or that's who we'd stream the fights for caged aggression. Okay. Their fights. So you like work with them? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Where are they based at? Uh, here, Davenport. That's what I thought. Yeah. So there's that big enough market out there for for from I guess I don't know about the market here and how how all that's working as far as that goes. Like, it, it's a pretty big audience, is what you're saying then. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a na- nationwide audience, obviously. I mean, point. it's worldwide, man. I can okay. Okay. Map, like if I could show you the map of our pay per view buys. Yeah. Like, where are you getting out of the states then? Like, or what? Where are you getting a lot of hits from out of the states then? Everywhere. All over, all over Europe, Japan, mm-hmm. uh, Australia, Africa. Sweet. Because we got a couple of guys who fight for Jackson Winklejohn. People may not know who that is, but that's what I That's Holly... an interesting fucking name there, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> they trained in John Winklejohn, but... Um, where are they out of? Albuquerque. That's where John Jones trains, like Holly Holmes. So anyway, there was a couple of Nigerian guys that fought on the card because... The, the promotion's growing so crazy. You got cats from... <laughs> we got... Mo- coming up in two weeks, we have an event, our last event of the year, and Montel Williams' son. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, and, is, uh, where does he train? Las Vegas. Wow. Extreme Couture. So that's what I'm saying. You got people who are at elite gyms coming to fight in this... Pro- I mean, it's... If you see the production and it's like the show we put on, it's... It's dope as fuck, dude. I mean, it's not no outlaw mud show fucking strip club type shit. It's... <laughs> it's a production, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> it's dope it's a production no fucking Uli from Ozo that fool's been training for a long time yeah, yeah. who's that Ulysses the horn player one of the horn players and yeah Ozo Motley. oh really yeah I told you I was watching him a little yeah. while on Instagram he does it does his Thursday live thing or something I don't know what his deal is but he's, yeah he's been rolling for a while mm-hmm. yeah it's kids are fucking coming out of the womb with blue belts dude I mean, it's fucking. It's like the, it's like the soccer or the you know little league of today, man. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. I dig it, dude. I think jujitsu is probably one of the best. One of the best. It's like practical, like in a real fight. I mean, karate's decent and shit like that. Yeah. But jujitsu is way. I, as far as reality, utilitarian kind of fighting, jujitsu's the shit. What training do you have? I've trained off and on a different shit. When I was a kid, I did judo. I wrestled junior high and high, a little bit of high school. Mm-hmm. When I was in Chicago, I did a little bit of Muay Thai. 
in St. Louis. I trained with Brian Guidry, who was, what is like, 2012 world champion jiu-jitsu for a little bit. Off and on, yeah. I did the judo, too. Yeah. Down at the YMCA, Mr. Ocean. That sounds about right. Mr. Brown and Mr. Ocean, dude. We used to just, it was so great because it's like we just used to throw each other. It was, it was badass, dude. I was a kid, kid. I mean, it was, I, I, yeah, six, yeah, I seven. was real young. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It was great. Yeah. I don't remember it much. I don't really remember it all. Just barely. Dude, I have the basement of the Y, that big, huge orange mat. Yeah. Are you still practicing and training on that stuff, or is it more just. Conditioning? Personally, not at a thing. Yeah, more conditioning. Yeah. 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 Got to stay in shape, dude. We're mm-hmm. old. I'm old. Yeah. Ain't getting no young around here. <laughs> Damn it. You're still doing racquetball, Scotty, right? Yeah, I do it when I can. Yeah. Are you yeah. finding it harder as you get older? Are you enjoying it more? Or? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's That's one that you gotta do slower when you get older, right? I mean, it's just no... We used to be... I mean, I haven't seen you playing in a while, but you were a bad motherfucker. Oh, shoot. It's... So many levels, though. You could probably still do it, but then you're just paying for it afterwards way more. I pay for it. Yeah, it's harder on the body, for sure. The more recovery time, I guess you would say, more than anything. Yeah. But I started to have a little bit of problem with the knees, but not... uh, This does me well, man. I'm only doing it one day a week, really. Yeah, but still... So Lately, I've been just trying to be outside. I love riding yeah. all so much, but now I'm like in the summer. I'm just like, I you like the heavy hiking. Yeah, I'm gonna hit it in the winter though. Maybe I'll play t- twice a week if I can. But you were up at uh, Wildcats for a couple of days, weren't you? Around the same time I rolled through. I mean, I think I was there, and you texted me like because I posted some pictures, and you were like, "I see you're at Wildcats Den." Yeah, yeah. That looks so crowded, dude. I drove past the camping area. It's kind of right on top of each other, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. go on the weekends. He found a spot too. You're saying? I know which spot. I have like. The spot yeah. number five is what you want. I can whip back way in, so I dig that spot. But, like, yeah, that campground's a little. I drove through that. It was, I had been there in a long time, man. It was way smaller than I thought, or maybe I just hadn't hiked as far because I was. Oh, the whole place? Yeah, it's yeah. Not very big. Yeah. I was looking at Makoka the Cave, and I was some. I said something to somebody, like, there's so fucking crowded out there. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to. The last thing I'm, I, mean, I love people, but actually I don't. But I, I, hate to, I hate to go out there and just have it be fucking like packed full of people oh, and just like. Yeah, man. Yeah. I have a spot to get away from people. Like I'm always about getting away, but I avoid the weekends. Coconut Caves, that place is busy too, man. That's what I'm saying. It's like I just was having a conversation at fucking uh, tangled with this chicks from Phoenix, Arizona. We start talking about Sedona and Havasupai and shit. I guess COVID hit them really bad. The Havasupai Canyon folk, Indians. Oh, it got them? Yeah. Oh. I think it's weird. Cause, I mean, oh. I guess they come out and go in and shit, but anyway, yeah. we we're just talking about how it's like those hidden gems back in the day. Now it's like you got to book fucking Havasupai out, like, you know, long time. Yeah. Did you see the water? We so lucky to do what? That's what I told her. I was like, dude, we went, like, when Marble Canyon we still had water and fucking, or not Marble Canyon, where was Lake Powell? Where'd we swim that one? Yeah, that- I think it was Lake Powell. Is that where that was, Lake Powell? We swam out I to some little it was Lake Powell. Rock yeah, island, little thing. Rock island thing. Yeah, I think it was, because I remember the formation of the rock. It could, what else would it have been? I think it was Lake Powell. Anyway, it is so low now, and it's But sad. it's so, like, over-touristy now, too, though. Like It's, like, multi- tripled multiplied since you guys went. Dude, did the arches thing fall? Did the arch fall? Something did. I, I swore I saw that not too long ago. I'm not sure which one or what. I'm I want to say sure. it was that. I don't. 
I don't know. It could be anything, but I don't by know. Na- naturally just happening, not like anybody fucking doing something stupid. Nah, I don't know. Well, wow, it's fucking unless you blew it up. <laughs> no, like somebody is. Let's walk on it, and you know. Or... I don't. You can't get up that fucker. I'm mean, like, I don't know. I don't think that shit's could, off limits. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's gonna somebody break away. Yeah, yeah. Crazy I fuckers climbing that. I, yeah. I think it's off limits, or maybe yeah. it was. It wasn't at one point, and somebody. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking too, like how heavy everything's gotten hit because of this, the pandemic and everything. Everybody, that's what they were going out and doing. My freaking brother and sister went out to. All the natural, you know, are natural. Oh, yeah. Spreading the it fucking was. plague to the caves, <laughs> motherfuckers. Last summer it was crazy out in the woods. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it just kind of is like that anyway. Yeah. Really? You, yeah. Like camping places? Yeah. yeah. And even out, just out. In People want to get out. 15 miles or so. Yeah. Like, I'll pass these rigs too that are just like massive, like fifth wheel. These motherfuckers pull them out and down roads where I was like, Really? Wow. People, but I like to do that too. So it's it's, you know, I get it. But I'm like, damn, how'd you guys get your trailer out here? I'm like, wow, they got some big trucks. But man, there's people will just leave their shit out there too and just come and go. Really? Or you'll go out and trying to get lost. You'll see these campgrounds in the national forest and on the um, during the week, like half the campground or that there's tons of just. Um, trailers and they just leave them all week and then they show up on the weekends and they just live in the life like it'd be like a ghost town you know during the week and then oh, on the yeah. weekend it's like bam but it's cool i mean whatever there's a lot of people out it, the people have been pretty decent pretty cool that you've run across oh i stay away <laughs> you, you just, are gonna run it once you know, like you're not that far out I mean, you get more bullshit just because yeah, there's more yeah, people yeah. and maybe there's more rookies like last year because all like, right that's what i'm wondering yeah because a lot of trash is a lot of that's where were you going part. where'd you go I west? Was just in Mon- yeah i went west i went around montana a bit i was just gonna ask man like, not montana wyoming oh that's some beautiful shit man yeah the wind river range I love hearing his stories about that. My greatest, like, I always say that you, you gave me one of the best experiences of my life, man. When we went up to Salmon Lakes, or, that was awesome. Remember, Where's that at? Remember, uh, Colorado? Yeah. What mountain, though? I can't remember what mountain. Like, I was trying. We were fucking tripping that day, and then the goats, we went up on the yes. rocks. What? Whole herd of goats. In the middle of the wild. night. I, 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 like I wild heard. goats? Like, they weren't being, like, shepherded? Yeah, no, wild. We're up, we're, we're up, like. Yeah. I about had a heart attack, Joe. I thought I didn't know what it was outside my tent. I was it was sniffing around my tent first. Oh, yeah. oh, we had the one goat. Yeah, too. yeah, we had a one mountain goat. You almost had a heart attack because of the goat. Because I didn't know what was outside my tent. Oh, it was Dude. in the middle of the night. Oh, like I, my, like I'm, 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 I'm like laying there and I'm just, you know, like just sniffing. Damn. Oh, dude, I had that happen to me too, and it, it sucks. Because you don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. We had that bear hit our fucking tent in Cade's Cove. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was in grizzly country when I heard that sound, though, which is way different for me than being in black bear. I mean, black bear is, yeah. like, yeah, scary, but when you're in grizzly country, yeah. it's just like, and you wake up to in the middle of the night to something going outside Fuck your tent. me, dude. You're like, oh, no. Oh, no, but that goat was something. I, I was my first experience. I had no fucking idea what I was getting into. He liked our, the urine. The salty vomit. urine. So. Oh, we would pee and he'd go lick it up because they, yeah, the salts. What, did we, they fucked with you while you were sleeping, or that yeah, we were about. It was like we were getting close to like passing out, probably at that point. I don't know if we were passed out. I don't know what time it was, but I was ready. I like I could like when you're really ready to go to that sleep, 
And then all of a sudden I started was like he just sniffing around, or did sniffing he push around the, the tent. tent. Oh, he pushed a little bit, but not a lot. He got enough where it was just Had annoying. you not seen the goat before you went to bed? Nope. Oh, okay. He was hanging around, and, and like we'd pee, and then he'd go over. Like the, and, for and the days after. Yeah, but day. then after a day or two, he started to get to the point where you would like walk over to go pee. And he, and he would follow you. Yeah. You'd be peeing, oh, wow. and he'd be like almost pushing you away to get at your pee. He got, wow. That's how fucking friendly and aggressive mm-hmm. he got with us. And he was full-grown adult male, I think. Like, yeah. Just bam. Fuck that. He was like, I mean, he could fuck you up. Yeah. So it was wow. interesting. It was it was cool. And I never had, like been that far out before. I knew it was the first time he took me out. And uh, yeah, that was almost the same. I had never been out. We Kate's go wasn't that far deep in the bush, but yeah, we had a bear fucking. We definitely had the backpack. Tell that story. That's an awesome story. <laughs> the one Clay hung up. <laughs> Just what's your memory of that? Because I love. Oh, my backpack. This. No, no, the whole story of the bear coming that. That night, that I, night. I've, you know, the bear came from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, because he woke me up, and I mean, it was just like, you know, literally one of the he, first he times I've ever like, been no. really deep, like camping like that. Like, I mean, I've camped, but I mean, it's in even whatever. Anyway, yeah. we're. Had we been there a few days, or was that our. Anyway. I think it was the first. Maybe. I don't know. We set up camp and did whatever and shit, but anyway, fucking. Hanging out. Yeah, I think it was pretty right off the bat, but like one night, fucking Scott's like, I don't even remember what the fuck you said, but basically translated, you know, relayed that there was a bear. And it was just like, literally, it was almost like central serv- central nervous system overload, because I just like, <laughs> went right back to sleep. I'm yeah. like, I can't handle what the fuck you just said, dude. Yeah. You know, that was, a, that's the best part of that whole story. Because we were talking like, like, make sure we don't have any food in the tent. Like, Clay had strung up his fucking red, it was a red fucking Jansport yeah, tent, if I yeah. remember but we, we half-assed it, man. We totally slacked on it. We just kind of hung it in the fucking tree. But it got it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of our food, but I mean, yeah, it got it. Yeah, I remember I was like, I, I went, I think I hit you off. I just, I just went, like, Wilson, there's a bear outside the tent. And you said something like, I'm going back to sleep or something. <laughs> he just was like, I'm not having it. Like, I, I was just, I swear, like, the next day you were just like, I didn't even want to wake up. I didn't want to think about it. <laughs> it was Seriously, so dude. funny. And Clay and I are just like I remember the I could that was one of the maybe the one of the few times or only times in my life where I felt like I could feel the adrenaline glands where they were when they released the adrenaline. Right. It was, I, I I could feel it squirting into my bloodstream. I felt like I didn't even let it get to that point. Dude. Like yeah, and you just like didn't even go there. There when was the, a gr- when it ripped open the backpack. That's what like triggered this like response in my body. It was weird. Because I couldn't see it. All I could do was hear it. But the, the sound... You had of, that knife, didn't you? I think I, you had I a... Might have. I Yeah. I don't know, but... I would never do that again without a gun. I mean, I can't believe I did not have a gun there. <laughs> right, right. That I mean, I was just fucking... Dude, a girl. A girl got snatched out of her tent in Kate's Cove, I think, in the last couple of years, I think. By a black bear? Yeah. Oh, it had to be a black bear. Wow. Yeah. I don't think it killed her, though, but I, I don't know. Are they, like, unzipping the tent? Like, how the fuck... I guess they're just ripping through they're it and saying it's a lot. I guess it is a bear. Yeah, man. Yeah, grizzly country, though, man. That's that's. But that's why I would love to get, not necessarily a winter, but like Montana. I really, I want to, this earlier this summer, I was planning to do a travel vlog and my car, my car fucked up. I was going to like, for me speaking to you, just travel to like these different sites I picked out. And like up there, what is it, uh, Bull, whatever, Custard Last Stand was one of them. Anyway, I've always mm-hmm. wanted to check out Dakotas, Montana, Wyoming. That's just like, that's wide open fucking spaces right there, dude. Yeah. Have you been? 
I haven't. I mean, no. Other than when we went, you know, Colorado, just that, no. that was the only time I really went west. That's still black bear country. No, I went west, but camped like that. Yeah. What, Colorado doesn't have grizzlies? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, there's, really? they, they have mountain they, they're lions. Not, they're not sure, but I don't think anybody's seen a grizzly or confirmed it. Huh. I could be wrong. I, I used to I, know, they've got they've like, seen wolves over here. I don't know if you guys wow. have heard they got wolves coming back in kind of northern Iowa. Oh really? Yeah, oh, we had this I dude saw, on I we had this dude on the show where he's like they fucked up a lot of his livestock and shit. This has been like a year or so ago too. Huh. Wolves in Iowa? I did not know. I, I he had said something about they were originally here and then they wound up putting them back over in Colorado, but they've been just slowly migrating back east, oh, I man. guess. I saw a, a bobcat the other day. It was that's what I had heard. I didn't know if it because I was gone about. I think I mentioned this to you before about Wildcats Den and fucking uh, Makokita Caves cl- closed because of mountain lions and black bear sightings or whatever. I haven't heard anything about any of that. I mean, I know there was a black bear running around. Yeah, mountain lion, but it was like a. Last I don't know. year? Was it last year or the year before? Mm-hmm. There was a black bear around the quad. Yeah, it came by the quad cities. Mm. He was up north and came down and went by here, came close. So this yeah. is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Heading back north. Yeah, ain't no grub around here. That'd be a trip to see a mountain lion in Iowa. Never, I don't think I've seen a mountain lion. Like I've never gotten my eyes on a mountain lion mm-hmm. real good, real well. I think I've caught a glimpse, but that was another thing. Part of that trip we were on when we, I think, right on Cottonwood Pass. We stayed up late. I don't know if we were streaming that night, but you guys, you and Clay went just walk, we're from the campsite. You guys went walking up this gravel road, and I think I was with you. Or maybe I was trying to. I think I was, no, I wasn't with. Around or, or yeah, I turn around and I'm like, left. as I'm walking back, first in my mind, there I fucking I'm like, what are you doing? Like this isn't like, <laughs> Makoka. You know, this isn't Wildcats Den, motherfucker. You were like literally in the Rocky Mountains, Rocky Mountains on Cottonwood Pass. Right. Like, you could be like literally lunged at and fucking have your throat ripped out. <laughs> and there was a there was a car that was stopped. Okay. There was okay. a car that was stopped, and I'm just like. No, <laughs> humans and, and animals like. Well, I'm just like as I'm like as I'm, I'm freaking out about the fucking mountain lion. I see this car stop like in the middle of fucking nowhere, and it's like right, three a.m. And we're shrooming, yeah, yeah, dude. I'm like, no, you won't be seeing me on the back of a fucking milk carton, dude. Like Scott, Clay, and yeah, you guys were already, yeah, you guys yeah, were up we there and shit. Going. We would run and jump off the road when cars would come. That was something we've always done, and sometimes you get hurt. Funny, like just like. Headlights I think that first down. night I got altitude sickness. I had yes. what it had to have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I, mean, I just woke up and fucking. Where was this at again? Colorado. Mm-hmm. Where? Where? Pass that, I mean. area. Where's that? Uh, Taylor Park Reservoir to the okay. west and like Buena Vista. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When you come out, you come down. I think to Buena Vista. Yeah, that was dope as shit. South of Denver. Right on that stream too. I mean, it was like that was that was fucking incredible. But I like I literally woke up and I'm just like. I felt I was like gonna shit my pants and pass out, or I was just like, hmm. dude. Now, if you go to Cottonwood Pass, like right now, like we were there right now, we were sitting there during the day, it'd just be like a parade of fucking trailers and RVs. Really? Fifth wheel, massive, massive fucking rigs, the biggest wow. rigs you could find with the biggest trucks, just like all day. <laughs> Try to get a fucking campsite around there. Good luck. Wow. Yeah, man. Is it, it's all super popular and shit now? It's pretty popular. I mean, it's not like... It, but you see a good amount of... Wow. I mean, God, there must... I feel like... 
I mean, that was what when we went twenty five years ago. So I mean, I could see how the word could get out on some of those yeah, books. Yeah, man, it's just the social media. Yeah, it's like I went and talked to a ranger there, and he really broke it down for me. This was like six, seven years ago. I mean, I mean, no, not that long ago, but he was just like, yeah, man. After social media, and the more it came, and then once Instagram hit, he was just like, forget about it. Mm. He's like, because I was like, how long you been working? He's like, I've been working. Thirty years or something. Oh man! I mean, that's I. That's you I was like. Told me how it changed, like and where the jumps were and stuff, with that kind of coincided with yeah. social media. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, that makes total sense. I've I've kind of seen that myself and felt it, but I'm not in tune. With, like there are no guy. such thing as hidden gems anymore and shit. Yeah. Because that was I mean fuck dude that, that place like you know Cottonwood Pass I there, I don't remember. Other than that car, like two in the fucking morning, like, I don't remember us seeing many cars down there or like oh, have a soup pie when we went. That was like not just us. Dude, but we practically walked in to have a soup pie. Now you can't walk in. Oh, Forget you, you that. Know, now you yeah. reserve on that one day for a couple hours. They open it up for the whole year and it's done in, in like less. Than wow. A day, <laughs> I think I know it's one day. It's a matter maybe hours of a day where they reserve the whole entire year. What a nightmare, dude. Yep. God, that place was literally... I mean, it was still the most amazing... Uh, There's just a couple spots in Jamaica and Panama that were dope, but Havasupai was... Yeah. I don't remember Man. no anybody being there, dude. I remember maybe some chicks and some dudes when we went at the bottom of Mooney Fall. I mean, it was like nobody. Yeah, there were people, but that sh- it wasn't full. Was that where you saw the jet plane? No, that was... Um, Tell that story, yeah. man. Jeez, that's heartbreaking, dude. I mean, I know that's like they got dough now, and now they're fucking building those con or whatever they got down there for lodging and yeah. But it's like yeah, I don't know what's going on. from like, hey, uh, don't fuck with us. You know what I mean? This is our little chunk of land. Leave us the fuck alone. To like now, almost out of necessity, having to make money to it, just like being overran. Now it's like because I don't know when they first started, you know, tour whatever, letting people come down. But we went there what ninety four. And you had gone before that. But anyway, like early 90s, it was a hidden gem, and then it turns into this fucking... I remember Tom... Didn't you say something like Tom Cruise mentioned it back in the day? and it, Or John... Some star mentioned it. And, you know, that and social media. Wow. But, I mean, fuck, dude. Yeah, when I first went, yeah, I was just... I think I only... Because Chris knew about it from being in Arizona somehow. Yeah. From his buddy Steve, who'd grown up there, maybe, or somewhat that group. And they knew, they were like, this spot, you gotta check it out. So, so as far as like the lodging goes and everything, who's who owns all that? I mean, what's well, a reservation? So basically, it's government okay. owned. It's owned through the BIA, which is ran mm-hmm. by the Department of the Interior. So it's still government shit, but all it's right. it's tribal land. Havasupai Indians. So mm-hmm. the government still controls tribal land stuff. Yeah, oh. it's all under the BIA, under the uh, BIA, which is ran by the Department of the Interior. Yeah. Hmm. Bureau of Indian Affairs. Yeah, and but they don't they. They let them just do what they want, or they... For the most part, okay. yeah. So Especially if there's ones... a certain tribe, they can make some ends. What's that? If there's a certain tribe that owns some certain land, they can make the ends. They don't have to go through the government. I mean, there are governments always getting a cut, especially with okay. the ones who like, okay. have casinos and shit. I mean, there's yeah. mostly tribal laws. That the government doesn't usually fuck with it unless, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, unless the shit gets out of hand. But ultimately, the, the government does have the final say. I mean, the yeah. tribal elders, whoever runs the tribe or the whatever, is basically doing what the... Well, and within the parameters of what the government set as far as BIA. 
Do you mm-hmm. remember when we went, what it was like when we went in? Did we pay? Did we, like, walk in? Did we we walked in at, like, 5 in the morning, and then you went and... I, I th- think I, I had you had already taken money. care of it. I had sent them half of the money, and we were supposed to pay the other half. I don't I remember the an office being down there. You might have they, known better than I did. They, there's a building, but they were just, like, there was nobody in there, so we just went... When, yeah, because I mean, I think it was more like midnight or something. It wasn't super late in the morning, but when we got there, it was like five in the morning. Was it really yeah. five in the morning? Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, because we we Cause left at night. We left almost like midnight, if I remember correctly, because we were in Phoenix oh, yeah, and we yeah. drove up there. Right, you're right. So do you got you guys watch the sunrise in that? A little bit. It's hard to remember. It's hard to honestly. You're so deep. It's it's literally a ten mile hike into the canyon. So you you're pretty deep. The the sides are. I mean, it's not like there's wide. It's you're within that canyon, and the walls are pretty tall. It'll take Mm -hmm. it out of you. Yeah. But yeah, you don't see that canyon. The first time I went was, I think, the most challenging thing I've done physically in my life. Mm -hmm. And to do it at fucking dark. The the moon was bright though, but I mean, it was dark. I mean, it was fucking. You're hiking some pretty insane terrain from like twelve to five in the morning. Yeah, man. Definitely could. I probably mm-hmm. could do that today, but wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know we were getting ourselves, but it was so dope though, because when the sun started to come up, we were That's what I'm right when at. we were approaching Navajo Falls, or no, it was Supai Falls. So I remember going down this thing and like we're making this little, and like Supai Falls is like deep down here, and we're walking down this like sand trail. And I was like, holy, yeah, dude. Like, and I'm just like, we woke up the next day. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And to see that, how low that is now, dude. I remember it's only one fall now, I think. Oh, man. And the place where we used to climb behind and dive out from behind the fall, like, that's yeah. not even there. Uh, yeah. It's like the, changes. You see pictures. Yeah, see yeah. It changes. There used to be a tree. The tree fell over. It moves. Yeah. Like, it's interesting in the water but the, who knows the water level could come back up it's flooded too and 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 when it's when it floods it changes the whole landscape right i mean it's, it's, I'm sure it's been boring. doing that for i'm sure billions of years too so you know, when it floods mm-hmm. the water turns all muddy and brown and stuff, i know that blue green is the shit dude the first time i went down there I, I, we we were just we were so young i was so young and we were we were just we did we tried to cram everything into like one week and so i was just hiking so much my body was just ripped it was torn up my muscles were shredded because we were doing zon- we did zion and have a soup eye and all kinds of shit in like one week or five days. wow we did that we did it pretty close to pretty close to back to back but yeah and we'd go into soup eye and then leave in a day a couple of days and your body no we were there hiking in. we, we were there for, for a, a minute while, yeah when we went the first time it was too short i remember when i was we fucking took some acid we, somebody had some acid or shrooms i forget uh i i know i shroomed down but there, there was a couple there was a couple instances dude where like i was, I was sitting at the top of mooney falls i was by myself i think we had all broken off by ourselves and this fucking husband and wife and her daughter come walking up to me Hey, fucking, how you doing? Where are you from? Tripping balls. Like, I think, well, I don't know, I muttered something. And the mm-hmm. wife, like, the wife could clearly tell I was fucking in, you know, full-on true mode. Yeah. And she's like, uh, what did she say? She's like, come on, honey, he wants to be alone or some shit. <laughs> and as the daughter said right there, the husband was like, well, let's fucking, like, do, like, let's go like that and, like, smack this daughter in the face, like, with his hand as he's pointing and I'm just like, let this moment end right now, please, dude. Like, walk the fuck away. Like, <laughs> and then we went in that cave, dude. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Kind of, yeah. Dude, there was this like wall on the canyon, and there's this oh, yeah. big cave that went in super fucking deep, dude. 
Who had to get out of there? Because I did. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys yeah, did yeah, too. Yeah, but yeah. It, we sat in there for a second. But it was You're like nope. What <laughs> it was? It was like I don't know. It was the most disturbing silence <laughs> I'd ever. It was dark. I mean, it was like, and I'm like, I'm in a fucking mountain, and it was just like. <laughs> It was so quiet, bro. I mean, you, you could, were tripping it really good at that point. I, I think, was. Right? I think we all okay. were. We all yeah, were. Yeah, but yeah. it was just, it was that probably was like, yeah, I probably start bugging. But <laughs> it was like my eyes were wide open and I couldn't see a fucking right. thing. Not not yes. a not a breach of sunlight from the Zero. fucking wall. We were total or from blackness. the door. Total blackness, dude, yes. and just yes. beyond silent. Other than yep. us just kind of moving around, it was like. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I, 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 I clearly didn't. I, yeah, it did freak me out, obviously. But I mean, looking back on it, I'm like, dude, you should have fucking chilled there, bro. <laughs> Got in the zone. Mm-hmm. Sensory deprivation. Seriously. Yeah. That's what it would have been, too. Yeah. Definitely. Especially tripping, too. And that's yep. what... You would have dealt with all your shit there. Oof, man. Shit, during that Going trip, we alone. did. I know. We, well, it was us three, though. Fuck, yeah. If, you were, if I was alone in there, bro. And then you walk out of it when you were done. You walk out and you're in Havasupai. You're in the fucking. I know, canyon. right? I know. You're somewhere between Mooney and Havasu Falls, tripping still. Being beautiful, beautiful, just, beautiful. Oh, place. dude, that place. Is that sucks so bad coming back from that trip, dude. I, it sucks when people talk about going on vacation now because it's like you. You have no idea. Well, no, I'm just saying it's like like a weekend, like even a week, like you get there the first two days. All right, it's Tuesday. I'm on vacation. All right, I'm actually enjoying Wednesday. By Thursday comes along, like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta leave Friday. Like, you're just never. Yeah, so, like, what I could. It's the first time I've ever really felt that, because I remember we left July 8th, came back August 8th. Like, we were just fucking. We were camping the whole time. Except for that first night, a couple nights in Colorado and a few nights in Phoenix. Oh, we were fucking camping the whole fucking time. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah. And we, it was just a whole. Re, it was like a weird, cool reset. Remember, we fucking. We got up and woken, woken, wake and baked and chat. Passed. Scott and I sat there next to this stream watching this fucking wasp oh, build a nest God. for like an hour and shit. That day, because Clay had to go hike. He hiked to the car, I think, right? He, he hiked back for something. Where was... We were in this, down from the subway in Zion, I think. Is that where that was? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we had a little creek. We yeah, had yeah, off the trail yeah. up on a side. Thing yeah, thing. yes, yes. I think. No, that was it. That was, that was. And there was a little, we had a little pool you could go jump in somewhere around. But we yeah, always hiked by, we always camped out by streams, which I always do that to this day, dude. I always try to yeah, yeah. We, we, we figured that out. That was the one thing we did right, I think. And then we figured out quick and did right and done right is just camping by the stream. It gets, it's gotten harder, you know, because everybody wants to be of course. Yeah. Well, That's that, why that water really we at, like finding good spots, huh? That water we were buying at uh, Salmon Lake, man. That that was like the coldest water I think I've ever been in my life. Up in the mountains, I yeah. It's like you went, like we were there for a few days, and finally, I fucking had to go in because I just wanted to get you know something on me, you know, like you know some water, you know. And that was I was actually yeah. saying we were we were fucking camping that whole time. I forget where we were at, dude. Like mid desert. And we crossed some bridge, mm-hmm. and we're like, water. We got out mm-hmm. and fucking just like bathed our funky asses in this river or stream, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Got back the car kept going. Yeah, I don't even think you could see anywhere into that water, too. It was all no, mud. it was wet, though. It was wet, yeah. We were no AC, right? No. I think it broke, or I don't think we had it, because I don't. I don't AC. It was probably best, because that, that's what they always say like, turn your yeah. AC, don't be driving through the desert with your AC yeah. on. Driving through the desert in the day. Mm hmm. Sometimes it feels like that water up high enough in a stream feels like it could be frozen if it wasn't moving. You know, it's so cold. Yeah. 
the rain was even right. really cold too when we were up there. Remember that? Yeah. When we got caught in the rain a few times when we were hiking. Back to that Oof. story, we're tripping and, and we're up in this like a, a, a basin in the we're high up in the mountain. I don't think I don't know if we saw any other people up there. Maybe no, we were, we did see. I think not many. Right? I know I saw somebody. Saw I somebody. know I saw somebody, and it was but like for one much. day, and it was like that yeah. was it. <laughs> and uh, we there was this big like rock outcropping thing that we and we went up on that. I think mm-hmm. right, and then yep. the goats came out like they came up. Or just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Why you're tripping? We're tripping. We're yeah. up there. That's always a herd of goats. Like that yes. always how it is. Like something. It, there's never just like a bland trip. Even if you're like sitting at home, something yeah. that's never happened before fucking yeah. happens. Yeah. That was cool. And they split up and went. They went around on both sides. And uh, yep. Wow. It was really. That yeah, that was really, really was fucking cool. cool. It was like I felt like I was in Ireland or something too, because it was just a trip. Because it was green and everything, kind of where we were. Like yeah, where they were coming like, from and yeah. stuff, and I just remember that. And I think this one after that one is when it rained. It did rain right it after that. We ended up under like a little. I think I had a tarp that I put up. And we yeah, there. you did. Oh, and it was shit. awesome. Dude. I was like, I was loving it. I was loving the rain and just mm. the quiet because it was just so quiet, and that's, that's the all you shit. could hear was just the rain. Yeah, when you're up there, it's you don't hear much. It was like uh, like so therapeutic. Like, and there were so many things that were therapeutic about. It. Like when we would split off, and I would just fucking go on my way on my own because you know like. I'm always like overthinking and analyzing everything, yeah, and it was a little, a little thrown off by the experience. I think in the beginning, a little mm-hmm. bit. It was like that's what I'm saying. Even it's, yeah. it's an adjustment. I mean, even yeah. just like on vacation, it takes a moment to realize you're on vacation, yeah. let alone yeah. somewhere you're not really used to. That's what I'm saying. Do that for a fucking month, and whatever. Mm-hmm. We were kids, early twenties, and I can't. It was just it literally. I had to adjust back into like going shit in a toilet and, or whatever I mean it was yeah. just like yeah in a shower all that yeah. and it was it was weird cause it's it was yeah it is very therapeutic and because it's it's almost like almost sort of a sensory deprivation like the world de- sensory shit you get out mm-hmm. I mean you know just seeing nature which is cool but I mean just kind of like you said the silence yeah having your own thoughts yeah kind of just going through everything yeah, how important how, what is what is important versus what is really important you know it's well, and almost ever. having, like, no thoughts, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, like, calming yeah. your mind to the point where it's just, like, you're just present, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's not, exactly. like... Exactly. You're that's not, like... valuable. Right, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. You, It takes a minute to decompress to get to that. You have yes. to, like, you know what I mean? And, I mean, I know by the end of that week, I was probably the most relaxed I've ever been in a long time, yeah. you know? And, I mean, yeah. just even getting home and, like, when you're going that shower for the first time, you know, you just, you're in there for, like, easily a half an hour, you know? You're right. Just, feeling all that you know it's different man coming back like to the world it's fucking different mm-hmm. i mean obviously but it's it's weird like you said the not toll on you in a bad way but it's like it's it, it takes some adjusting to get used to it going out there and then like when you're there it's like this is fucking dope and mm-hmm. then having to come back and like go to work and all, all the stimulation all the stimulation again yeah for, for sure yeah. and that's the world exactly unfortunately so i'm just i'm looking for that again out there I guess as far as just being like chill and relaxed out there with nature you know and driving out by the mountains or in a canyon but at, at the end of the day wherever you go there you are yeah so whatever issue not you but whatever, whatever issues one might have <clears throat> assuming like I'm gonna if I live in the mountains then it'll all be good about that because had, a lot of people do that it's like I'm gonna go fucking move it's to whatever funny I, you're saying that I and it's this, like that's gonna change it's like, like it's gonna, yeah. wherever you go there you are you gotta handle I that I love shit. that you're saying that because that's what I we were talking about with my therapist on Thursday 
that I am beyond all that now. It's like, yeah. I'm doing this because I, f- I don't feel chill here. I feel chill there, man. And I don't know what it is. There's some energy out there right. that I feel like a hundred times just more like relaxed. Right. And I don't know why it's so tense for me here. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I don't feel relaxed, you know? And I mean, especially when you know you have that peaceful, you know, that much more peaceful and beneficial uh, alternative out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, who wouldn't want to live in Colorado other than the Quad Cities? Like, I don't know. You know, there's things that happen here that brought me here, you know, with my mom and, you know, and yeah. her health. And again, everything. it all happens for a fucking reason, yeah. man. So, I mean, again, it's cool. So you can take, you know, this new creative John out to this place, which is going to augment your creativity even more. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, like you said, you just, you know, want to grow your shit. There's nothing going to stop you, really. Yeah. But saying, keeping that positivity and just knowing that, you know, I, I'm doing this because I love it and I enjoy it. I think that's what, you know, I love that you're doing that, you know. Don't attach yourself too much to the process that you're unwilling to take L's. Take L's and take losses and learn from them. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because those, that, those, those, are, those are growing and learning points, man. It and, is, but a lot yeah. of people, it's better, easier said than done for some people. They attach from them so much to the wanting to their thing to be successful. <laughs> yeah. Anything that, like, doesn't yeah. go that way. It's like they, you know, they take it almost whatever. They just take it the wrong way, as a, like you said, as an opportunity to learn. Like, all right, why, what did I not bob and weave from right there? Whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's you know. You're well, it's not thinking learning. about it though so much too, though, Jeff. It's like I think when you overthink it too much, and it like you know, like I was telling, telling you, like you know, having conversation, like, well, you could do this and this and that. Like, I just want to have fun. Right. I mean, I I want to have like, I want to have fun, and I want to talk to other people that are enjoying this. And that's the community I want. I don't want, like, I mean, everybody wants to have an income and everybody wants to have something as far as their creative art goes, have that kind of be their income. Right. But if you, like, if you, like you said, you get disappointed and you fall down, you got to get back up. But I'm not going into it with that. I'm going into it with, like, this energy of, like, I really love this. I really like doing this. I want to do it with the people I like. And I want to see it grow in a way that it's a community like you have. Because you have a community of people that you, you know. Farmers. And uh, that's what you call them? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. I got names for them. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, because first. Yeah. (laughs) And I just. The the dough will, I mean, that's that's important that you have that mindset. Because if the focus is on the the dough, then it's like, it's easier. It's a tough chase. But if you're doing it from from the organic, Mm -hmm. authentic portion, the, the byproduct of that hard work and that passion will be the dough. Yeah. It'll come. Well, no, I'd love to getting out like this, like the positive. I'm not, you know, always so much like a kumbaya guy, but I've seen the more positive I am, the more positive I, you know, try to produce the stuff that I'm doing. I get the positive from the people I want. Because it's like when you're feeling this negative all the time, when you're right. feeling the negative all the time, it's like it's hard, man, to get out there. And, you know, like I just don't, you know. I mean, you got. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Bruce Lipton and his book, The Biology mm-hmm. of Belief. I mean, yeah. you, you can you can to a large extent, I mean, not like a superpower, but I mean, you almost create your own reality and a lot exactly. of it's based off of your yeah. thoughts. And I think there's way more power in your thoughts than people realize. And that's, he's a microcellular, micro, microcellular biologist or whatever the fuck it is. And, you know, just through intent and through certain things yeah. and it's, yeah. If you believe that you're going to have shitty things, shitty things happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's... And even if you believe good things, shitty things can still happen, but it's it's still a matter Learning of, from that fall bringing yourself up. Out right, of right. Well, there you go, folks. Mr. Jeffrey Wilson in the first podcast for Narrative Perspective, which I thought 
would be a good idea to release here on Music Seeds. That way you know what is now in the works. I love these long-form conversations. The next Music Seeds podcast will also be a little bit more long-form. And we'll delve into some of the territories which Narrative Perspective also deals with. It'll still talk about music, but it also will dive into some personal conversations about thoughts and views people are having right now at the moment. I think it's a great way to understand others and a great way to know that we are all dealing with something in some form or another. Again, thank you to all who listen and thank you for all the emails and messages. In fact, I've gotten a few emails and messages about some upcoming interviews with some music artists for Music Seeds, which you should be hearing here in the next month or two. Again, you can get a hold of me at O-Z-O-M-A-T-Fan87 at gmail.com, Ozomotfan87 at gmail.com, or TikTok at Johnny Comes Lately. Also, I have Snapchat and Facebook, where you can get Music Made Seeds at Facebook.com. You can reach me at any of those formats. And again, folks, like I said, please take care of yourself and take care of each other. All we can do is just keep moving forward and enjoy the music around us. Until next time. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. <laughs>